explain those bad lads. That's a hell of a name. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Liberty Den. <laughs> What's so funny about that? What's up? <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's good. What's up, guys? Not much. Kate, I can hear you because you can't talk. I know. My voice is gone. I sound like one of those rubber chickens. <laughs> Have you ever seen the videos of the rubber, um, when they make the rubber chickens sing the songs? Yeah. I, it's so good. Oh my God, I have to find it. I have not been to that corner of YouTube before. It's a very <laughs> sticky corner. Okay. I, I haven't either. I thought you just meant the chicken that honks, but I guess it's it no, it's a chicken that honks, but it is. I'm going to find the video. Uh, okay. video. Greatly looking forward to watching that for sure. Brett, is this your first stream with that background? No, uh, this week was. So, Brad and Abby live, then Alter Say it, and now here. Nice. I just outed myself as not having watched any of your shows this week. I normally watch. John, oh, man, what's going on? Uh, yeah, so it's nice. A little uh, better than the green screen feel. I I feel I like the green screen because you could do funny stuff with it. But I don't know. A, a fake Millennium Falcon wasn't cutting it. So <laughs> put up some cabinets, and it's like there's usually a drill hanging here because this is actually like a power tool rack. That before each stream, I realized, oh shit, I gotta move that. <laughs> like Are you like in the garage or what? No, just in my room. He just oh. decorates with power tools. Typical <laughs> dude. Dude, I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> my, well, I my background is kind of girly. So, like, when I move up to the attic eventually, I'll have power tools in my background, which which will offset the the feminine background that I've been working for the past year. I don't think it's feminine. Your house is lovely. <laughs> I can't take awesome. credit for it. I'm sure. What do you mean you can't take credit for it? Well, I, I, I can take credit for the architect. The credit right now. I can't take credit for the decorating. Did you build your own house? Like you? Uh, we 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 renovated it. So I'm I'm sitting in my kitchen, like at my kitchen island, and there used to be a wall right here that went oh, all nice. the way across. So it like separated that the living room from. So we opened it up and then just like made it all open. The kitchen was a joke when we uh bought the house so like somebody had taken they rented the house before somebody had taken latex paint and painted the sink bowl in the kitchen and that was like peeling um it was nice. gross yeah, it was gnarly and then like you know like peeling countertops that were chipping it was it was bad news bears so you put a header in there or whatever uh uh no actually this was not a load-bearing wall so oh, this nice. was running with the joists um, these were load bearing walls that are like reoriented the whole thing. The flow of it is money now. It was kind of a weird flow before. So, um, nobody had vision, like all the other people who were bidding on the house, like, cause I knew a few of them, they were like, like when I renovated, they're like, Oh shit, I wasn't going to do a renovation, but damn, this is the way to do it. So, um, solid man. I've been yeah. there. Uh, Ash calls you ghost of based chip gains. I, I <laughs> totally see it. Anyway, guys, um, before we get too far into what I'm sure will be just exhilarating conversation for you guys in the audience, we better um, get to some of our sponsors, huh? We'll it. see. I, I sent some. Uh, I sent a link out to our chat group to see who else joins. I saw Garrett in the chat. G Money, you are welcome to join. Ash, you too, even though you've been on stream like all week. Dude, G, get in <laughs> here, man. I was on last night with them on Rugpool and the outro video, like I was like, dude, you should have started with the outro video. Their outro video is money. 
Um, it just their intro video is money too. Yeah, you did their show last night. I forgot about that. Yeah, what? it was good. It, yeah, we had fun, man, with Pip and G. Uh, yeah. So our first, our first sponsor. Maybe that'll encourage him to come on because it's Goldco. Yes. Trump has been mentioning the CBDC in recent speeches, and up until now, the digital dollar or the CBDC has been nothing but a headline. But right now, things are developing at a rapid pace. Started with a sweeping executive order from the Biden administration, and now central banks are even hiring for their development. Here's the thing. A digital dollar can be used to track your purchases, control what you buy, and even seize or freeze your assets. That's why it's critical you protect your money with precious metals like gold and silver. I've partnered with the top-rated precious metals company in Gold Co. because they're a great company with an amazing reputation. Right now, they're giving you up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Plus, all qualified callers this week will receive a free Ronald Reagan silver coin. So don't wait until all of your money is under Biden's control. Go to BadlandsGold.com to learn how you can get started today. That's BadlandsGold.com. I was never in this for the money. But it turns out that the money was an absolute necessity for me. And that <laughs> did bring him in. Yeah. Why are you guys there? trying to trigger me, yo? Yes. G's got a great background, too. Yeah, dude. You What's do up, guys? Happy Friday. Happy yes. Friday. How's it going, are we man? Winning? Are we happy? We're we definitely winning. We're going to be even happier after our next sponsor. Real quick, we needed to listen to Mike Lindell interrupt himself. <laughs> for another Mike Lindell ad. To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bedsheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. Hey, John. Um, People are saying I'm hot in the... um, Can you turn my mic down? Um. That's a very nice compliment of you guys, but yes, I can do that. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely read that the other way as well, John. <laughs> yeah. yeah t- talk now. Check, uh, check, 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 check. Do the chicken honk. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make me blow a snot bubble out of my nose. <laughs> I've been sick forever now. I th- I turned it down. If it's still too loud, guys, I just be... I can move it away a little bit, but I just be yeah. what it is. Dude, I've been I've been exhausted too. Uh, the day after Gart, uh, that Monday, my mom left for New Zealand for like three or four weeks, and uh, like she's our primary like childcare during the week, and so like I, I had to step in and do a lot of that. And then she comes back, and then my wife has been in Nashville all week, so I've been like flying solo all week with three kids, two dogs, and I, I told you, John, I'm running a job site, a construction job site, over an hour away from my house, so it's been like brutal. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, my kids have been like taking turns getting sick. Like they're both still like kind of they're getting over it, but they finally have like the 
the end stages of the runny nose and the snot bubbles like really bad super annoying but guys i had a crazy awesome nerf gun war today they make semi-automatic battery-powered nerf guns what yes and holy shit and i think they make like fully automatic ones there's this, this one i saw online you can get like it shoots 180 some nerfs like in a thing i don't know if it, you spin it or what but it's i'm so sure that. get some video of it yeah, get a video it. yeah get, get a bit because i have a one-year-old boy he's my third and i was so pumped because the first two were girls not that i can't play nerf gun with my girls I, i'll definitely do that but uh i was like dude it's like yes i'm gonna be i'm gonna get him whatever automatic weapons there are in the nerf world i will find them and he will have them <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you find your video of the ducks yeah, I sent it to you. I am noticing that uh, me and John both have the games of Trump in the background. So we're going to make it standard for everybody to have that games of Trump in the background. Yeah. Is, that so the, I, is that the ETF or the uh, whatever? The, yeah. I think yeah. Kate has one too, don't you, Kate? I do. But when I was taking it home from that trip, the glass yeah. broke. So I have it, but it doesn't have any glass on it, which is actually... Oh, did it ruin it or no? You can still no, no. It. The print is totally fine. Just okay. the glass cracked, so I got rid of the. Those were like specially printed in like Europe somewhere or something. So it's awesome. It's I have it. It's just not behind right. me now. I love it. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> That's the one you have, the minigun. No, no, this is not the one I have, but this is the one I want to get now. Yeah. I have like the a couple versions lower than this, so it's like a small one. But you just you pull it and you just pull the trigger and it, they just keep firing. Have you guys ever done airsoft so... or paintball? What was that? Have you ever done airsoft or paintball? No, nope, yeah, neither. for sure. Uh, we got to do that. It's fucking dude, fun. Yes, look at that thing. We should, we should do that at a guard. We got to talk to Mrs. Bright about that. That dude, I'm not even gonna give that to my son. I'm gonna use that and I'm gonna dominate all the other kids. I'm just gonna I'm gonna make them eat foam or whatever. That's yeah. insane. Dude, the, the giant ring, it's like not even practical, like the giant ring. <laughs> Ooh, I, I have that gun. I have that gun right there, the one that you put on the side. Oh, God. That's... The ones that shoot those little yellow balls, those things hurt, dude. Those things come out fast. I forgot yeah. what they're called, but they're like these little yellow them. balls. John, check out the thing I just sent you in the chat in um, Telegram. One of my friends, one of my friends in high school, actually got arrested because we used to do airsoft, like, and people just started keeping it in their car, and then they'd like shoot each other in the parking lot after school. And uh, my friend had got arrested for having air, an airsoft gun in his car by the cops. It was like it was peak, peak oh like, God. like lame pussification of America moment for sure. No way, dude! <laughs> he made this himself. Is that an air pressurized? It's got, a, it's got like an ammo count, dude. <laughs> Belt fed. Oh my god! The worst I love how it has, like, it has it has the cartridge. It like it, it spits out the cartridges, man. That's amazing. Moab. <laughs> That's the worst part, though. Is like loading these damn things. Yeah, it's like takes forever to load it, and then it lasts like ten seconds. That's what you get your kids to do. That's yeah. that's yeah, the that's... fun of it and the beauty of keeping them occupied. They yeah. have to load it and they have to clean it up. That's the conspiracy theory, though. They never, no matter how much they promise that they will clean up after the mess they make, mm -hmm. they will fight you tooth and nail to not hold up that that promise. Very true. Crazy. What, what was the other video you sent, Kate? You sent yeah. it here? The, goose, oh, the, the, chicken. Chicken. the honking chicken. The honking chicken that I sound like. Oh. Huh? <laughs>
That's actually like really good. Yeah, it's like that's like a skill. That's what I sound wow. like. The mixture between that and Rod Stewart. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Is that a Rod Stewart song? No, that's uh Violent Fur Femmes. Right? No, uh Psychedelic Furs. Don't you forget about me. Say violent right? femmes first. No, I have said violent femmes first, but I mean the psychedelic furs, and so I'm not actually sure that's right. Freudian slip. Someone will correct me. Gotcha. G man, how are you feeling this week, man? Bitcoin's like, I know. It's such a good time for me to come on rug pull, man. It's what like made last night so great. It's like y'all are on cloud nine right now. Well, it's funny because like our whole entire show, like we've been like in a terrible bear market. So no one really like cares. No one's really like kind of cared to some degree. Now people are like starting to call me again. They're starting to text me again. <laughs> and so it's kind of funny how like even people i talked to last are like okay i think i'm finally ready it's like well you you have to gonna have to pay like probably three times the price you could have got it at but it's cool that our show started in a really bad market and now it's coming up but um look i mean bitcoin's more about freedom to me than the money part the money i think is just to get people like excited and involved and like you yeah. know provide some of that chaos but um Look, I mean, I think it's pretty blatant about the corruption and the money printing. I mean, we're funding both. We're funding Gaza and Israel at the same time. Talk about exposing the bankers funding both sides of a war. I don't know how much more clear we could get. And then Putin really, you know, put the kind of nail on it when he talked about 33 trillion in debt. Like, what are you guys doing over here? You guys have your own problems. Oh, speaking of that, did you see, um, what, what was it Navalny or whatever? How do you say his name? Yeah. Navalny. He did? Dude. I don't know, man. It's a total pr dude. I Brad, you're muted. Brad, you're Brad. muted. Brad, Brad, you're muted. Brad, I've been muted this whole time. That's funny. Yes, that's where I was talking, oh and, talking and I'm like, no one's answering. <laughs> um, uh, when he said, when the MSM says that, it's totally acceptable. But if you bring up the Clinton body count list, you're crazy conspiracy theorist. But the kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. When uh, Clinton, anyone who goes against her or him, just wind up dead, oddly enough. So they're just making the same case, but now it's not a conspiracy? I don't know. A quick question. I mean, yeah. are we all in agreement that obviously it was like the CIA or the Azov Battalion, like so someone from the West, like the Western alignment killed this dude, if he's dead, if he oh, actually God. is dead. I'm not right? even sure he's dead. Yeah. And, 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 the whole, and the whole purpose of it, right, would be to like isolate Putin, make him a pariah, make him like the enemy of the world, right? International community. Maybe. I mean, this this is like parallel to what I was saying last night, G, about Jamal Khashoggi. It's like they did the yeah. exact same thing with Jamal Khashoggi yeah. in MBS. So I, I feel like it'd be a lot harder for the CIA. To, was he in a Russian prison still? I think so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like it'd be more difficult for the CIA to infiltrate a Russian prison. Yeah, but all you got to do is just pay the right dude off. Like, just pay off some Russian inmate and be like, kill him. That's true. But how do they get in touch with the, the right Russian? Oh, man, I mean, who knows? Who, who knows? That's true. That's true. That's true. It's definitely I mean, possible. Probably something went into somebody's butthole. Have like you the seen Stranger Things? And they had to go into prison yeah. and deliver the message to him. Yeah. Yeah. Stranger <laughs> things have happened. And the timing is not lost on me with their election coming up. Well, he yeah. was literally just made to look awesome by Tucker right so it's like literally Ooh, yeah. totally for elevated right now it would be the perfect time to try and make him find anything to make him look bad 
Hey, John, John, uh, you got to play this. This is a 20 second video of Tucker. Um, I put it in the private chat. Oh, dude, has anyone seen the Tucker Mike Benz interview? Dude, I just watched it. Like, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. I'm like halfway through it. It's just insane. It, it, it's a lot of confirmation of stuff. The thing with Mike Benz, like, he is a freaking encyclopedia. Right. It's the, it's honestly like the first thing I've listened to that, that I had to listen to like on regular speed. Normally I speed it up to like one and a half. That's fine. But he, he freaking cruised through so much information. Um, God, dude, he was mentioning like the bulldozer revolution with Milosevic and stuff and all these things that like really do connect. He was even mentioning things that kind of connected a QOP, I felt in yeah, a weird way. It was an interesting interview for sure. Yeah. He's on my shit list though because he was responding to me and Chris about coming on for an interview, and then what? all of a sudden he just stopped responding. And this was like Man. around the time he started getting big interviews, so I think he he outgrew us. We had our chance and we blew it. But what am I? I'm playing this. We're just gonna have to get bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Listen to this, and this is yeah. And a piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> just couldn't resist. Is that healthy? No. I should say. Putin banned GMO foods in Russia four years ago, um, which is interesting. I didn't ask about that. I probably should have. Uh, but so maybe we're in a little better shape. I'm not sure. Anyway, here's what we have for that. Let's first go to the fries and a piece. Yeah, man. So, so I mean, this just goes along with like what Chris and I and others were saying after the interview where it's like, we don't believe in participation trophies. You don't just get an A for showing up. Um, and, you know, the crux of that interview really should have been evaluating whether Putin is everything the MSM says he is, or maybe is he something different? That really should have been the mindset that Tucker went in there with and he, and he just couldn't get off of Ukraine. So the, the food thing is is funny. I, I was um, last night I went golfing. We have like golf simulators here at a lot of the bars in North Dakota, obviously, because you can't really golf outside this time of year. But nice. one of the guys I was with, he had just gone to Europe and he said, like, he was constantly eating pasta and constantly drinking, and he lost seven pounds. It's, mm. yeah, I mean, so I don't know if you guys saw, this was, this particular clip is from Tucker going to McDonald's in Russia. And obviously he's talking about how uh, Putin banned GMO in Russia. So the obviously the food is gonna be different in Russia. Just like when you go to Europe, the food tastes different. If you buy products in Europe, they're going to be formulated differently because they have different standards than we do here in the U.S. And, um, you know, we I just made a post on this today. It's not the food. It's not the gluten. It's not the meat. It's not the dairy. It's the chemicals. It's the it's the way it's processed. It's the way the animals are treated. It's the pesticides on on everything. And when you go to Europe, you go to France, you go to Italy, you drink wine, you're not going to get a hangover. You're not going to feel like crap the next day. Um, you know, you can eat a ton of bread, you can eat a ton of pasta. It's completely different. And uh, Tucker also had another video that was circulating of him going to a grocery store, buying a week's worth of groceries and showing what the cost of it is versus what it would be here. And it would be like four or $500 here, whereas it's $100 in Russia. And so he's basically saying like, Man, you know, you can whatever you want to say about Putin, the quality of living here is not so bad. It's actually pretty great. How many of you guys have ever actually been overseas besides Kate? I have. No. Me either. Oh, so just me and Ghost? 
now you're muted g no i've been uh yeah uh i've been to europe a couple of times but the other thing that tucker did is he went to the grocery store in, in russia i don't know if y'all saw that where they went and they shopped and they bought a week's worth of food for four people like a family, <laughs> a family of four no and, way and wait, real wait, what so they went and they bought like like what they would consider a week's worth of food for a family uh -huh. of four just, just as like an exercise and they did they, they calculated it and all of them agreed this is probably four hundred dollars worth of food in america and they were guessing how much it was going to cost so and it ended up being a hundred dollars oh my god so dude. what i miss wow that's so nuts dude he also while he was there went to a Ooh, grocery yeah. store Wait, and bought what? a week's worth of food it was nuts yeah <laughs> what is going on <laughs> Mexico too. I was gonna say, if you go to Mexico, the food's unbelievable there too. By the way, we're being oh told. yeah, that's cool. I feel like I missed something. Really, yeah. everything but everything but the United States. Every place I've ever been, other than the United States, um, our our food is the most processed. We use the most pesticides. We definitely have yeah. the the most influence over our food here. So, well, uh, Jack was posting about Q over on Noster just recently tonight what nice. okay did you just say that go to, uh go to my <laughs> twitter it's on my twitter my twitter i love it i screenshotted it jack but... was at was jack at the super bowl with uh satoshi shirt on <laughs> oh really jack responded to me on noster like a yeah. while back he did i'm trying to get him on my show I had to... on there to talk to <laughs> i had the creator of noster on and i'm like dude hook me up with jack and he's like you gotta ask him I'm like, okay. So I don't know. He hasn't responded to me, but interesting. Hmm. That's yeah. Interesting. But this new device just came out that is technically called this Q thing. So it's probably related to that, but it's still kind of interesting. Well, what, I mean, but, oh. <clears throat> I don't know what that device is, but so many things have come out called Q since Q. And I think right. that that's, I think that's part of, I think that's part of what they do. I think part of what they do in order to divert attention away from things is use the names of things to create other things <laughs> like bands or TV shows or whatever. So that when you Google it, that's what you find rather than what you're actually looking for. Well, that's like, it's funny. There'd be like a couple of years into everything. And then some clear deep state crony would be like, trust the plan. Everyone would be like, oh my God, he's involved. I'm like, you know they know what this is by now, right? Like it was like exactly. the easiest thing any one of them could do is just post any buzzword and then watch everyone's head explode. Exactly. That's ridiculous. They would like find this uh, thing from 1987 and be like, "It's called the calm before the storm." Like that was an expression for a long time. Exactly. <laughs> Same thing with the Great Awakening. The Great Awakening was something people right. were talking about like in the 70s. So. But yeah, yeah, I mean, what? but that's also like the counter the counter argument to that is also when um, Trump does things and people say like it's not like it's literally impossible that Trump and his team don't know all of the cueisms because it's that would that's literally their they would they have to know they would be they would be stupid not to be paying attention like the a big portion of his base follows Q talks about these things so. It would be dumb of them not to know. I'm I'm surprised they ha like he hasn't been asked more about that. You know, like was it one time on a town hall? A couple well, times. twice, yeah, Twi twice, once during yeah. a um, what's gonna call it a press conference. He was asked, mm -hmm. and 
Um, he was also asked, I mean, I'm sure he's been asked a bunch of times privately. Um, yeah, the press conference one, what was that, like August 2020 or something? That was a good one. They were like, we heard that you're trying to take down satanic pedophiles. And he was like, oh, is that supposed this to be, a, supposed bad to be a bad thing? Like, <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> that was awesome. The, oh, there. Yeah. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, I'd ask him. You, you think why anybody, you're not I mean, invited. What was that? I don't think it doesn't really matter, though, to some degree. I think people just don't care. In such so, cases. They just don't care. Yeah, it's past the point of. Except us. Mattering too much. Like, please, come on. Throw a party if he did. said something, though. I don't think it's I mean, I think the, the Badlander clip Trump talks about is cool that you play. Like, that's kind of a, I don't know, it's a pretty big hat tip, I think. Yeah. Are you going to get him at the GART in uh, in Badlands, D Dakotas, or whatever, John? Are you, are you lining that I up? I wish. I don't know. Yeah. We, we could people... at least get Scavino, right? I mean, Scavino could make an appearance. Any of those people. But awesome. they don't respond to us, guys. It doesn't matter how many times I request... Like an interview or media or appearance or anything, don't even get a response. At what this time, playing? you have to. At this point, you have to take it as a badge of honor. Yeah, I do have like up my sleeve though a couple emails of people like in his campaign that I've gotten over the past like six months that I'm just waiting to use for the right time. But nice. I don't know. I don't know if a guard like I feel like that'd be a wasted opportunity because I, I I'm pretty sure they'd say no to coming to that. But mm -hmm. I can maybe I don't know like get a interviewed a rumble studio somewhere or something like a neutral neutral setting we'll see i don't know but yeah uh, speaking of the q stuff just uh whilst randomly on topic during that mike benz interview he he had mentioned how they were using basically the freedom of the internet to kind of elicit <laughs> i don't know like revolute color revolutions around the yeah. world and he said the first pushback kind of came on the heels of Euromaidan in 2014, yep. kind of like went into that. And I thought that was interesting where the first pushback to that, where the Q drops, they say, and right in uh, Q drop 520, that it had been planned for three years and it started in 2017. So I wonder if that pushback opened the eyes of some people behind the scenes and said, hey, you know what? Why don't we try this? But for good. You, that's in the Q drops. Can you send me that one? Sure, five twenty. Yeah, I'll send it right now. Interesting. Yeah, man, that whole thing is fascinating. Like, I'm still trying to. I'm gonna have to listen to it again because I want to talk about this in the Power Hour tomorrow too. But that interview is who nuts. is he? Who is Mike Benz? Don't know. He came out of nowhere, and uh, he was briefly under Trump administration deputy assistant secretary for international communications and information policy. Yeah. So he. He was like a secretary. It was at the end. It was like November of 2020 or something. It was like but, six uh, months ago. He started posting on social media and like doing these like small interviews. And he's just, he's exploded now. Elon started interacting with him. He's uh, played a big part in discussing the censor censorship stuff that, you know, Sheldon Berger and Talibi came and rebroke the stories on. Yeah. Um, NewsGuard. God, he, was like, he was all over NewsGuard. NewsGuard, yep. Yeah, he he's um he's just brilliant. Hey, so what happened with Trump today? He he got like fined three hundred and they're three hundred fifty million or something, and he can't yeah. do business in New York for three years. What? Uh, like, that's rough. Oh shit! Dude, the, the, Doesn't the he have Trump Tower? Like, how can you not? How can you say they can't do business? Like, it makes no sense. Wait, I have a clip for that. 
I I feel like uh, when he ran for president, he kind of gave it to his kids, right, to run. I think Eric and Don started running things. So his his company, like Trump International and all that, might be okay to continue. (laughs) But I don't know. He divested um, from all. Let me see if I can find. Hey, uh, this is a pretty good uh, from Patriots are in control. Um, this is a pretty good little clip from uh, Kevin O'Leary on CNN. Yeah, this is the day before taking office. He resigned from every position he held on every company and, and including the Trump org. Um, okay, what'd you send? So it's like a like a one or two, one or two minute clip of uh, Kevin O'Leary, O'Leary, who's another investor from New York, just talking about objectively talking about the decision and just how this is so stupid. And every real estate developer in the world is looking at this oh, yeah. judge this like, like you're you're a, re, you're a retard. Yeah, literally nobody <laughs> lost money or got defrauded or anything. Mm-hmm. In this whole, like there is no victim in this crime. He, he, he kind of shits on like, I feel like he's like kind of shitting on CNN and Laura Coates here for even entertaining this as like something feasible. Like, are you kidding me? This is You've ridiculous. been doing real estate for decades. Does this case strike you as odd? Well, let's leave out Trump for a minute and let's leave out politics and just talk about what happens in real estate development anywhere. So if you're a developer and you've got a building on, on a block anywhere in America and it's worth, let's say, $500 million and you want to build a building right beside it, you go to the bank and say, this building is worth $500 million. I'd like to borrow a construction finance loan against this asset and I want you to tell me it's worth $500 million too. And the bank negotiates with you and says, well, no, we think it's worth $400 million. And you fight it out. You're always trying to show your assets in the brightest light with the sunshine you could possibly determine for them. You want them to be worth the very most because you're only gonna get a 40 or 50% loan to value as it's called. Then you borrow that money, in the case of a $500 million asset, maybe you get 250 million and you build a new building with a construction finance loan. And so that's what this case is all about. What, and, and by the way, forget about Trump, Every single real estate developer everywhere on earth does this. They always talk about their asset being worth a lot, and the bank says no. And that's just the way it is. So in this case, when I'm trying to figure out, and I'm not pro or con, or I don't care about the politics, who lost money? Nobody. The bank got paid back the construction finance loan, and a new building was built. And if if you're going to sue this case and win, you got to sue every real estate developer everywhere. This is all they do. This is what they do all day long, every day. So I don't think this thing will ever survive appeal, regardless of what the fine is. This doesn't even make sense. Now, look, I know Trump's got a lot of problems in other indictments and everything else. But but this if you're a real estate developer, you're watching this, you're saying, what is this? This is ridiculous. Just say retard, man. It's on the tip of your tongue. He wanted to say retarded. He just didn't. Say, he didn't have the courage to say it. <laughs> so stupid, man. And, but honestly, like this ruling wasn't even the most ridiculous thing to come out of a courtroom today. Have you guys been following the Fanny Willis stuff? Only just like recently, like in the past I don't hour. Have the capacity I for that today. stuff. You what? What? G? I don't have the capacity for some of the clown world stuff, man. I got to be honest. I, I mean, I I typically I like don't post on it. About uh, I liked your post on it about eventually one day having a vic- 
setting a record for victories through appeal. Yeah, Trump, Trump, I do think eventually we'll have a record for most victories on appeal. But the Fannie Willis case, like the, normally that stuff would be hard for me to sit through unless I'm actually covering it. But it it's so fascinating what like how stupid and corrupt these people are. Yeah. So I yeah. If, but if you guys haven't covered it, Nash is refusing to come on. They they could, well, so they couldn't they couldn't like pick picked a a worse person to bring this case and someone else might know more about what happened today. I was, I was following it close yesterday, but basically this Bradley guy came in today and the prosecutor just completely screwed up her own. He was trying to save like executive or a, a lawyer client privilege for why he couldn't reveal when these people started dating Fannie Willis and this other dude, Wade. And then, and then the woman just start. it was an amazing clip of like the woman being like, you and this guy aren't friends anymore. Wait, he's like, no, no, Wade and I are friends. Like, I'm not going to divulge this like attorney client privilege. And then she's like, she's like, actually, Wade accused you of sexual assault. Like, you are, you aren't friends anymore. And the guy, the guy was going to start crying. He's like, wait, we're not friends. Like, we're not friends anymore. And dude, she, and then, and then, and then the other lawyers run up and be like, wait a minute. That means there's no more attorney client privilege because you just said he accused him of, of, of like misconduct. And the judge was like, yeah, I think that is what that means. You no longer have attorney, attorney client privilege. Like we can get access. Potentially they're going to try to get access to his comms, but damn. Awesome. Yeah, I want to see if I can find um, a good short clip of, of that part. Cause this is um, Nathan Wade's former business partner. And he, he's the lawyer that Wade hired for his divorce, which is kind of at the center of this whole thing. And a lot of today was them trying to nail him down on like, when you know when did you learn about the relationship and is that considered part of attorney client privilege and it was just a lot of that today which was stupid but yeah that that part where he, they were asking like so do you consider yourself friends with wade still he doesn't consider you guys to be friends and then it just like devolved from there maybe this is it let me let me try this and while you didn't socialize together frequently you considered yourself a friend Wait at that time. Yes, we were friends at that time. Yes. All right. Uh, you are no longer business partners. That is correct. You are no longer friends. I mean, if he's saying that we're not friends, then uh, yeah. I want to know what you think, Mr. Bradley. Do you consider yourself a friend of Mr. Wade? I'll consider. Uh, it goes to potential bias. Ms. Cross, would I consider myself a friend of Mr. Wade? Mm -hmm. I would. Uh, that's not the one I was looking for. He, he just kind of like died a little bit inside, like oh. right there. I'll see yeah. if I can find it. Also, this whole thing, like especially Fanny yesterday, it just, it, did you ever think that you'd be sitting there watching? I, I don't know. It just, it's, it's like watching, they're going to start throwing chairs at each other and shouting jerry <laughs> like, it's a chappelle show skit it's literally a chappelle show skit from like 2002. yeah um, yeah where she was getting up and she was like yeah like i have ten thousand dollars cash on me all the time because my daddy taught me to do this it's because i'm black it's a black thing and i think her dad got up today and said the same thing like yeah it's a black thing like don't ask questions and then uh her dad also said that he knew about COVID in january 2019 apparently and and, and the 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 other pro the other lawyer like the opposition lawyer was like no, 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 no. I'm talking about January 2019, not January 2020. And he was like, no, no, no. I knew about COVID in 2019 because I, I spent a lot of time in Africa. So I knew about all this before it happened. And everyone was like, what? Like, what? Yeah. 
crazy stuff, man. Uh, this, this might be it here. Sorry, bear with me, guys. Mind as you phrased the question would have included before December 2018 when this first consultation occurred. Uh, I think if you can go step by step, uh, we can handle this. And, and Judge, I would just ask permission. Um, we gave the state notice under 611 that all of these witnesses do not want to be here. They are adverse witnesses. I understand. Yes, that, so I'd like to have Lee Wing to be able to cross it. Thank you, Judge. Um, all right, Mr. Bradley. Yes, ma'am. In. Yeah. Um, you acknowledge that their relationship began in 2019. I do not have knowledge, but again, I have consulted uh, with the bar um, as late as yesterday at four o'clock. Um, I am not here to. Your testimony is that you do not have independent knowledge. I, I cannot. I was advised by the bar. Oh, wait a second. She did decide to join us. Well, yeah, you say I'm refusing to come on. You were I have refusing. To come on. I was on the air for 12 hours today. I that hear. was an amazing hearing. And everybody, G Money, Yo, saying warrior. that it is not uh, worth consuming. You missed such a drama. It was a drama. <laughs> Fanny burst into the courtroom yesterday, like things you only see on television. And then today, here's what's going on with Bradley. He's Nathan Wade's business partner and his attorney in the divorce case. So they've tried to claim that everything is privilege. And so there was a line that was crossed. And I think that line is that the judge says he's going to review the text messages and a whole bunch of information. He's not going to allow us to see it, but he's going to review it in camera in private under seal. It means in private under seal, like he's going to review it and he's going to determine because it's a bench hearing, he's going to determine what weight to give it, but he is going to, he is going to look at it. And I think that's going to be pretty damning because I think it's going to confirm Miss Yurdy's story that their relationship, their sexual relationship started way earlier, which means they've perjured themselves. She's the DA. Isn't this all like bread and circus though? Like so honestly. good. Yeah. Like, what, what are we missing? Right. So What's good. the main signal besides like because we're still in their system? There's something about Bitcoin, of, isn't it? Of, <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Bitcoin. I'm just saying, <laughs> like literally, we're falling oh, for right. all these psyops. And like we're not focused on what's really happening, which is the entire fucking banking system is about to collapse. So it's yes. Bitcoin. Like, yeah. Not even about Bitcoin. So it's like Bitcoin. Just, let's just talk about Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> So I, don't know. I think it's funny because there's just all these different sideshows and it's like, did you see it's so dramatic? I'm like, well, okay. well no, but it's overly dramatic. It's telenovela it dramatic. I know, but it, it that in itself it is, is a story. Ashley, are you getting ready to fight for the WBF am, title yeah. right now? I love yeah. the robe. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you should be like getting ready in the corner of a ring. I like want to touch it. Rocky music. I do have one more question though. On the, so to like, did they throw this guy under the bus? This Bradley yeah. guy, right? Because I, I must have missed so, that part. Yeah, so that's what I meant about there being a line. There was a line where something that he is going to testify to is in. And so they have to discredit him. And they had to discredit, I mean, they made it clear that they wanted to discredit him before the judge reviews under seal what he's going to review. Who's trying to discredit him? Fanny? Fanny. 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 Hmm. Yeah. Anna Cross. But what she did in the middle of that was she reopened all of that, all of those hours about privilege. 
in like 20 minutes she undid all of it undid like all they it. fought so hard yeah, they... on the privilege and then she opened the door to it because she asked him about the sexual assault allegations which was in the office during the time frame and he said everything that time frame was privilege and everything about him leaving the firm was privileged and he couldn't talk about it and then she made him talk about it which the judge at the end of it said I'm sitting here questioning whether he's been misinterpreting privilege the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's like, it was not like, know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because they yeah. objected to literally everything. Mm-hmm. Everything, the entire time from, is it Trump's attorneys? So it's it's Trump's attorneys and Michael Roman's attorneys and Harrison. Mm-hmm. There's like a million defendants in the case, and they all have representation, and a whole bunch of them uh, jumped in and, and asked questions. Man. And as wow. Viva, as Viva kind of pointed out in that clip, like the longer version of his clip, the ten minute one, um, you saw the guy's reaction when they were like, "So are you friends with Wade anymore?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think we're friends." And they're like, "Well, Wade doesn't think we are not anymore." Like, now the guy like has reason, like animosity, to be like, "All right, well, fuck Wade then." Like, yeah, these people were definitely having sex before uh, he got appointed. So, which is like what it was all about yesterday. She is there. Like he kept saying relationship. Like the the um, Trump's attorney kept saying relationship 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 and she's like well you mean sex right and he's like well no i mean just because you're having you're not having sex doesn't mean you're not in a relationship but she's like no we're talking about sex like we weren't having sex at that point yet well he did it too wade did that too that was a part of their their testimonies that there were several parts that were so similar that they couldn't be a coincidence but they were meant to believe that it was a coincidence that they were so similar but that was one of them was they kept trying to time box the inappropriate relationship with sex. Mm-hmm. It was when the sex started and when the sex stopped. And it was Fanny Wade and uh, Fanny Willis and Nathan Wade that were making that. The attorneys were like, we're trying not to bring this here. We're we're talking about when, you know, the nature of your relationship. I think the relationship is in question even without the sex. Uh, because it's a very intimate personal relationship that they've both testified to goes back years. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is the sex the matter in question? The special interest should be. So G asks an important question: What's the signal? And this kind of goes back to G. I was giving you my background last night. I think the signal here should be is that our government is just as corrupt at the local level as it is at the federal level, and we need to understand that. And we have the power, by the way, to take back local government. Like that is not something we don't need devolution to take back local government we just need people to actually take responsibility for their side out of this but it's fun yeah and you make a good point because even you know in your situation like Mm -hmm. it was a very local thing but like it was all about power and if you think about it just the general like system of politics and and the and the courtrooms and stuff like the system at its core is corrupt and even if we like got the bad people out like more bad people would eventually get in you know, mm-hmm. because it's not actually the, I think it's the position actually turns somewhat willingly good people into bad people in, in mm-hmm. a sense, because it gives them that power. And so how do we remove these institutions? How do we remove these, these trust elements that we have to give to people to then have them protect our rights, you know, and, and just that entire system of like us handing over our rights to people to then say, we're going to protect you. When in fact, like, we're just handing them power and then that power position corrupts it. And so yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, even if we get these bad people out, like eventually more people are going to get in and we, you can't clean them all out. Like it's impossible. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so, and in the case of my case, like my brother's case, 
the corrupt prosecutor, you know how much the campaign costs to defeat the corrupt prosecutor? Because I helped raise like most of this money or a big portion of it, $9,000. That's how much money we had to spend in total. That's the entire campaign to defeat the corrupt prosecutor. This is a tiny, tiny little like, like back river, like uh, uh, community granted, but $9,000. That's why Soros shifted his focus from the legislature to judiciary and going after the prosecutor executive and going after the prosecutor positions because you you spend nine thousand dollars and you own a prosecutor yeah but you've also decentralized your level of influence at a much lower mm-hmm. cost as well mm-hmm. it's it's you've, you've got the cost savings but you also have you've forced multiply multiplied your impact for the same amount of money cancon sent over a one dollar rumble rant like the cheapskate he is to play from here on like how long is this clip cancon if you want to let us know do you or do you know ash i love when people i I mean not this but like when people say you got to check this out when you're live and showing you open it's like a 40 minute video is there a timestamp? like uh i want to know before i press play yeah cancon i'm I'm scared i don't want to like start something and have to watch 20 minutes here well, you might as well just press play because it's a six hour video. Okay. <laughs> a name. Don't recall a client named Anna Rodriguez. Anna Rodriguez? No, I do not. Never met her. I do not recall the name Anna Rodriguez. Pardon me, Your Honor. I, I would object to this. I'm not sure what we're trying to do here. Um, so I would object to this line. All right, Ms. Cross. This clearly goes to the bias that the witness has towards Mr. Wade and other individuals, his motive in okay. involvement. And I believe it's an appropriate uh, appropriate avenue to pursue based on exploring his credibility. All right. At some point, though. I'm not well, going to go much further. Okay. Judge, if this is allowed to continue in this way, and it does appear a little bit harassing then is mr bradley going to be excused from his privilege because this is not that's what i was going to do don't do that that's true sit on it i think i'm asking in all seriousness that privilege although um, based on the answer right now i think now we've opened up a whole area um what he has just responded to he previously said it was privilege. That doesn't sound like privilege to me. We'll have to address that when we go back through the rundown. So, Miss Cross. I'm finished. Oh. <laughs> okay. Mr. Stay down. Pause it for a second. So she had, they took a five minute break right before this questioning and cross-examination. She was up there for less than 20 minutes. And because of that, what, what happened right there with the privilege, remember all day, they were mm-hmm. they were objecting to everything on privilege grounds. And she just undid it there in less than 20 minutes. And you could hear she's like, I'm done. I'm going to wow. we're going to keep that door, you know, wedged, I guess, this much. The, so they they destroyed this man publicly. Uh, with you know sexual assault allegations this that she's claiming he's perjured himself that he lied she says towards the end of this yeah he lied fanny's attorneys who objected all fanny fanny's attorneys what his testimony is going to be in private to the judge must be real bad for them Hmm. that's crazy 
Is there any more or? Yeah, well, you can see the the behavior. They go back and forth. The attorneys are kind of interesting here. And and then she you can see that she kind of realizes that she fucked up. And I think she really did. I don't think this is an act. I don't that- this this was all very organic. Oh hi. Is that Aussie or Border Collie? This is this is Statler. By the oh, way, he was named after the hotel in Dallas called the Statler Hotel. Oh Statler. Yeah, hey, buddy. Precious face. How old is that dog? To <laughs> he came and what, said hi. What kind oh. of what kind of dog is it? Yeah, he's an Aussie. Oh. He's How a old? Boy. He's like two. He's a COVID dog. Three years. Is he there when me and Kate were there? Yeah. Who's there? I don't remember. It was a while ago. You had you had like twelve dogs when we were there. Three dogs. Now right. down to two dogs. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's a good thing. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good. We're all. What's good. the significance of Statler Hotel? Um, it's like where all the uh, models hang out, I guess, or something. Okay. Like I, I don't know. Like, during COVID, some breeder got like a divorce, and they need to get rid of dogs and. I needed an extra one, so I so I took it, and I didn't want to change his name because I've been to that hotel. Oh, he came with like, the name. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a cool hotel. So I didn't know if it was like a JFK thing or something. No, but um, is that a JFK thing, Statler Hotel? No, I don't think so. No, the the last it's funny. So I actually went to the hotel right um, during uh, what was like actually it was a day before the anniversary of him getting shot. I was in Fort Worth. And there was a hotel there that he made an appearance at right before he went to Dallas. And I got to see RFK actually speak um, right there. By the way, what's going on with RFK, John? Like, the RFK Trump thing is funny because, like, now they're starting to barb each other pretty good. What's your whole take on RFK Trump? You think they could eventually join together? You think? I would not like to see that personally. I don't think so. I like RFK for, for some things. Um, but I do not, I would not like him as our vice president and, uh, you know, for, for, for some reasons, you know, I understand that both, both sides are corrupt when we're talking about, you know, right versus left R versus D, but you can't deny that D has some pretty fundamental flaws as far as, um, as far as governing our land that he kind of adheres to that I think are not. I would not permit him to be our vice president. I think he'd be great in in another role, um, but not as our vice president. Do you think he was laying low this whole time though, and like playing it to like finally have a time to come out and attack the deep state? Do you think he was just kind of blending in? Do you think that's possible? Maybe. I think he. I don't know. Like first of all, anybody who runs for president at all, I look at them side sideways because like I feel like there's just a some sort of money laundering scheme for any anybody. If anything, he's another one of those guys. I think they were trying to pander to Trump voters with some of the stuff he's saying. Like they've been trying everything they can to rip Trump voters away, and anybody doing that stuff, I, I don't trust because it's either like you recognize who Trump is and what he is and what he's about and what he's been through and what they did to him, and you're like, okay, I'm going to back that, or you're trying to take away from Trump, and so mm-hmm. you either you either not in the race or you're the enemy. It's kind of yeah. like the same thing with Vivek, yep. where. where... You know, if you're really about all this stuff, well, there's someone running with all that stuff. You should just be behind him, not try to go against him. So yeah, I think that that's why I, I fully think he was in it for the same thing, same reasons to pander to Trump voters and try to rip voters away. And as soon as they realized that wasn't going to happen, they 
like, hey, we better shoot for the VP. And so that's what that's what they've been doing with him. I, I don't trust either of them. Yeah, I think there's something really interesting happening with the people and RFK, like, you know, a, a lot of our audience and what there's a real emotional overcorrection happening. He's, you know, got a good message on COVID vaccine and taking on big pharma. And people are just laser for a, a big, the, you know, the people that criticize Trump about the vaccines. And there's a whole there's a whole movement, right, of, of people that that's a that's the primary issue for them. But in his be the CDC director, then <laughs> in his campaign launch, he said he was not going to um, seek to disarm the American population because of the perception at this time right now. Wait a second. Not a, that's not the right message, no, right? No. <laughs> um, he is a globalist. He is a climate guy, right? Uh, he There has been times in the past where he has supported extreme measures against the American people in the name of climate and people of the world. He's wrong on just about every platform issue, but people are still so emotionally attached to COVID. Even awake people still have this, this emotional overcorrection because he's maybe sort of good on vaccines and not even all vaccines, just the COVID ones. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I think that's, that's what I see happening with RFK. I feel like I, it's I think there's some definite KFAB though, because I think our Ron DeSantis did the same thing and then he came back and supported Trump. So this could be the same thing where like eventually Kennedy just comes and supports Trump, but Kennedy's also never held office before, which is interesting, right? He's never been in office. So he's kind of like this outsider, but he could be drawing votes away and then support Trump at the end, just kind of like DeSantis did and just kind of merged it back in. So I would say. And can you consider a Kennedy an outsider? I was just going to say that. I was going to say I mean, one. He's like he a lady. came out against fluoride in the water, which is pretty freaking massive. Um, I mean, hey, that's cool. But like. Did he just learn about that? Yeah. <laughs> How edgy and new. <laughs> I think we're a little too easily dazzled, I guess. And and we're like abused dogs, you know, in, in a lot of ways where um, when somebody starts saying a few things we like, we're so used to pe people being so terrible mm -hmm. <laughs> that we immediately want to attach ourselves to them, I think. And DeSantis is definitely not supporting Trump. Like, yeah. I would not call that. It's support. very subversive. It, it is very subversive. I mean, it could be KP, but yeah, it's very, it is very subversive. It's I hard think to my support whole thing anything is, in five inch heels. Is DeSantis still around? Kennedy has Where like this special been? energy to where like the, the CIA literally shot his uncle, like yeah. because he went after the bankers. And it so does. that's why I think just Kennedy in general has a very special energy, and I don't think it should be ignored. Okay, like, let me ask you a question, G Money. Yeah. Is is he like a pro Bitcoin guy? Well, yeah, he's pro, but Vivek was okay. pro Bitcoin. I mean, Trump brought Vivek too. Trump brought Vivek too. I feel like that colors your judgment, and you gotta, you gotta admit that it, it does. Well, I think there is only one battle that matters, which is, you know, humans having full access to their energy and being able to have full control over their um, lifeblood on this earth. And so, but what if you they know, can't have weapons? Well, I mean, the Second Amendment has failed because we're not going to take over like Washington with like AR-15s. Like, let's be honest. We're not going to go up to Washington and be like, let's take over. You need back. some F-16s no, and maybe a nuke. Is that what you're saying? Well, look, I mean, even Joe Biden said you're going to need like F-16s and like nuclear weapons to like beat them, which is right. Like you can't beat a couple them nukes kinetically. Buried in the yard out back, man. We can, we can make this happen. Okay. I think it's like, more honestly, like I had to take a cold shower for like four days because my hot water thing went out. And like 
most Americans couldn't go four days with taking cold showers. Like, honestly, like you couldn't even go a week without cold showers. And so um, I think the populace is so domesticated that like it wouldn't last. Like there's no way we could we could handle anything to where it would be remotely similar to 1776. It's just we're too domesticated. I agree, but it's not about going and storming anything. It's about defending yourself on your own property. But um, that's not what the Second Amendment's about, Kate. The Second Amendment is to remove tyrants. It's not about self self defense. Well, hang, hang or on to a defend second. yourself from tyrants. There was a well. war in 1776, but there was also a lot of um, of debate and crafting of the way it was going to be and and using the levers available to them and creating new ones to make a better way and i think that that's when you know the spirit of 1776 is not the war and the violence it's the reclaiming of liberty and using every lever available to us to reclaim liberty and for some people that's in the capacity of war and for some people that's in the capacity of, uh, you know, I'm, I hesitate to say that anything that happens in any of our state buildings represents anything associated with liberty because they don't think it does. But um, there, you know, there, there's a better way. And I think we just have to be brave enough to pursue it. But yeah. over time, institutions will just continually get, um, you know, the, the power gets gets basically diluted, right? Because we have a set number of congressmen. Right. And the and the freaking, you know, the population keeps going up. And so our representation gets diluted every year. Like unless you change that fundamentally, like the powers that be are always going to be able to override like what the choice of the people is. And so the fundamental but, like system is flawed. I'm sorry. Yeah, but like OK, but the problem that you're describing is a problem of of centralization. You're taking the powers further and further away from the people when you decentralize and the people are responsible for their communities and then they connect outside of those communities with other communities and they the 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 power shift that washington dc has way too much power they're doing way too much shit they're not right. supposed to be doing the majority of that stuff but we've allowed them to grow that big and do all that stuff and now we're like you know we need more congressmen no we need to take back what they're doing that they're not supposed to be doing and it's the wrong conversation to talk about how to reform dc if that conversation is not give them 90% less to do so that they're not so important to us because centralizing all of the governors away from us on an island that's a city state is going to lead to corruption. True. True. And yeah, I, I think this kind of points to uh, a really good thing about what we've all been doing here collectively is that uh, everyone has kind of taken up their own battles like Garrett kind of saying what well, the main thing is the the banker war and the banks and stuff actually i think that is towards the top if i personally uh, make a list myself uh ash you're very much with the legislature and voting and things of that nature and, and everyone kind of you know we're all aware of everything but we all have one or two things that we think this is the most important thing and I think it's a great testament to what's been built because there's so many of us now that we can afford to focus on specific things and all kind of fight those battles at, at once where you don't have to be like, this is a distraction or because that's another trope that kind of gets thrown away. Anytime you look at anything like people were saying, even with the Fannie Wills, right? You say, oh, it's a big distraction. Kind of is. But we have enough of us now where we can kind of fight the distractions go with all the different things. And I don't think they're all distractions either. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's a nice way of saying we're not retarded and we can handle 
multiple flows of information at one time is that yeah pretty much yeah it, it's certainly grown to that i think yeah, yeah. i don't well, know i i think there's no like one right answer of what is wrong with like there's many right answers to where things are wrong and i think it's the same thing with the solution i don't think there's one right solution that like this solution is more right than anything else i think it's going to be a multitude of things that need to take place but if there was one right solution i the money system is right up there but i still think it's the election system because you fix that you fix the people in power which you can fix the money system and everything else that stems down from it yeah the the, the one thing that i would you know say is I, I think a little bit above that is the the battlefield of the mind because i think that's where we can't fix any of it until we are sure. able to tune out the noise right like kate you were talking earlier about before I came on, like, like the flooding of the zone with noise, right? There's something too Q that people are focusing in on and that's becoming a problem. So make everything Q, right? Throw, throw it out there so much that it's so, and, and that kind of stuff is distracting, but I can't tell you how many times I was told during lobbying against a Senate bill in the state Capitol that redefined our elections that it was a distraction and it wasn't important and I shouldn't be doing it because it's not real anyway, et cetera, et cetera. Well, our election systems are different now because that bill passed. <laughs> now it's, you know, they, they, they've centralized it further away. The state has more power and how maybe we could have stopped that and, and changed it if more people had not viewed anything legislature related as a distraction and actually engaged in the process because we we're still under these people's rule until we yep. actively decide not to be. And there's some areas where you can do that, right? Tax revolt. But uh, there's there's areas where you're looking at a, a an officer's gun if you do what, you know, if, if you break out of the system entirely. So I think that there are things that, you know, and that's not for everybody, right? Like I, I, I don't, I don't go super deep on Middle East relations one, because I'm, you know, going super deep on elections and, and all of that kind of stuff, but also because Ghost is there. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, if I have deep, deeper questions that I need to dig into that, I can go and, and ask somebody who that's their passion, right? My passion is different. And if we can connect and benefit from our collective scale, we can have a greater impact. For sure. Absolutely. But I can tell you how my solution fixes each one of your problems. Just so I'm sure you could. <laughs> I'm sure you well, could. Um, <laughs> I do want to get to our next sponsors real yeah. quick before I forget about them. So let me let me do that and then we can come back to this this discussion. First we got the wellness company. Life is unpredictable. If we've learned anything these last 4 years, it's that and while we can't possibly predict everything that might be thrown at us, we can prepare for it. Introducing two new emergency kits from the wellness company. The first aid emergency kit is next level readiness for everything from sports activities to camping trips. Compact and convenient, this kit contains critical prescription medications and supplies that every American should have on hand as your go-to solution for any situation. The travel emergency kit is specially designed for life on the go. Compact, lightweight, loaded with essentials for any adventure, whether it's a road trip, a hike, or just the unpredictability of daily life, be ready. Response time matters. Next level readiness is at your fingertips with emergency kits from the Wellness Company. Go to badlandsmedia.tv slash TWC. Use promo code BADLANDS for an exclusive 10% discount. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash TWC. And then we also got the Badlands Shop. 
In today's fast-paced world, peace of mind is priceless. That's where Badlands Media steps in. Preparing for life's uncertainties is about being ready for anything right where you are. Welcome to the Badlands Media Shop. We've partnered with Patriot Companies, offering products that empower you to prepare for any eventuality comfortably from your home. The Badlands Shop is everything you need to secure your peace of mind. Browse the virtual aisles. Prepare your family for the year ahead with products you can trust from companies that share your values. Whether it's growing your own food or prepping long-term storage, protecting your family, or stocking up on emergency supplies, we've got you covered. Get prepared. Visit Badlands Media Shop at badlandsmedia.tv slash shop today. Every purchase supports a freedom-loving business as well as Badlands Media. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash shop. Then also, guys, we got the new calendar. I'm going to show that real quick, too. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I'll have to roll out multiple versions of this next year. We were a little late to the game this year, but does it have John in a thong or something? No, I wish that's it'll be one of the versions next that's year. 2025. Yeah, but there's I thought you could see pictures of this thing. Here we go. What this is so cool. That's dope. Yeah, Andy five by five made all the graphics. Kate, you could probably speak to it better than I can. You were the one who helped them. Did all this uh yes it's a calendar it has the days of the week and of the month um no some of the so there are some images in here that have never before been seen um some of them you guys have seen before next year i think what we're going to do is all of the images are going to be exclusive but like there were just some favorites in here that we had to put in um and Is that patrick of that yeah, yeah and hellraiser <laughs> yeah next year we'll try to get like every creator too we just we wanted to get one out and there was a process for him. So we, we did what we got to Got to get the trailer park boys one that Andy did. of, of yeah. That one's hilarious. I Way love the road, one bro. of uh, just human as the race car driver. That's like one of my all time oh, yeah. favorite yeah, and Andy five by five. That's a good one. So, he does yeah. great work. Uh, yeah. Me and John is Peaky Blinders, but the Peaky Badlanders. Actually, John and I just started watching that. I've seen the show before, but I just we. I just started watching it too. Actually, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, first time. I have a confession. I have been watching episodes without you, Kate. I. I wasn't expecting you to wait. She's already seen it though, so you're playing catch up. She's already seen it. I've seen it. It's a good show, though. I dig it, and I'm starting to appreciate the guy because he didn't go to war. Like they keep clowning on him, and he's just like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> who was in the trenches? Who was at the war? And he's just like, not me. How, how far <laughs> into are you? I'm, on, I'm just in season two. I'm just like fairly. Okay. That's where I'm at too. I think I'm like halfway, halfway into it. But... The blinders. That's a good I order at the peaky fucking blinders. <laughs> yeah, it's like who, who can have the most like like Liverpool English accent? I love it. I love. I love. Well, I love period pieces. Period. But I love that era, 1920s. That uh, another really great show, Boardwalk Empire. Mm -hmm. Never seen that. Was so that really good. how they cut their hair back then too? They literally cut their hair like that. Well, they might. They might have. Yeah, they had some. They had some kind of crazy. Gets up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff. It's like cyclical, man. It all goes and comes and goes. Um, yeah. 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 I just it, want one of the hats. I want to open a Badlands pub, like because of that show, and like get into the cocaine business and stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great breaking news. Badlands <laughs> cocaine, the machine gun business. That was yeah. a joke. I mean, put a price tag on that. <laughs> the drug business—it's totally on brand with us, right? Just drugs and debauchery and just destroying your lives. It's great.
Yeah. We're going to have only lands, which is like our oh, only fans yeah. version of. I hate disappointing just one person. And I really hate disappointing everyone. But I love Burlington Coat Factory. That's where John will wear his thong. Felt like that was appropriate. This Fannie Willis thing, like about the the scandal, the money. I was just trying to find every Michael Scott clip I could, having to do with like money or something. Something, and so I'm loaded up with new ones. Yeah, the large trend. cash payments are just amazing because this story about these large cash payments is being offered by the DA to prove that she's not corrupt. Yeah, isn't that so? He was using a card for all the stuff and she was allegedly paying him back with just huge sums of cash cash she's, mm -hmm. she's, i just i just hand him cash just have yeah. cash i always have cash my daddy said that i needed to have cash and so i've always had cash and i have cash and i mean it was it wasn't that much cash i just like handed maybe twenty five hundred dollars it's no big deal oh no big deal yeah didn't she, she say no, that she, some of that cash her dad, came from like her campaign funds or something like that yeah, her, her dad said that he would be disappointed in her because she only had ten thousand dollars cash on her person. Like yeah, she did time. tell the courtroom, "Don't tell my dad. That's all I have." Yeah, it's like I don't think it's enough. Close. And then her dad took the stand. Today. Someone needs to teach also her about amazing. Bitcoin, man. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peaky Blinders based on a true story? Does anybody know? I don't think so. I don't um, think she wants an immutable ledger. <laughs> for her transactions, oh. well, you I see that when he gets up. Yeah, yeah those won't Bitcoin then. Somebody yeah. send. Oh, Gwen <laughs> says he'll be right back. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, but I mean, so so connecting a few dots of what y'all were talking about before, um, and like like because I think I do think y'all are kind of actually talking about the same thing, Ash and G Money. I think y'all are actually saying the same thing. You're just saying it in different ways. Um, you're talking about parallel systems, um, which. Bitcoin is a parallel system. Badlands Media is a parallel system. Um, we need, we talk about this at Garth, but it's like we need parallel systems in place right now and running so that when the, the thing collapses, however long that takes, the parallel systems are already working. So like we don't wait for it to collapse and then start thinking, like brainstorming these ideas. Um, but, but really more important than parallel systems is mindset, like changing not just mindset, but the culture, like changing the culture and the way people think about things. So like Kate said before about abuse and like we are like in, like abused dogs. And that's why we are, are so quick to trust people or quick to like jump on the next shiny thing. I view the Republican Party, this is like the analogy I've used for a while, is like the Republican Party, like we as re Republican voters are like the, the beaten housewife. And the Republican Party is like the drunk who beats the shit out of his wife, but won't let him won't let her leave the room, won't let her leave the trail. We keep we keep trying to crawl out of the room and then he drags us back in and just keeps beating the shit out of us. And, and that is the Republican Party to a T, which is why I consider them a greater enemy than the, than the Democrat Party. Um, and I and I cringe when people talk about like reforming the RNC and reforming the Republican Party. And I know Trump says that. And maybe there maybe there's there's an opportunity to do that. The only person, the only person I would trust to do that would be Mike Lindell. I don't think I would trust anybody else. The really? Pillow Man? <laughs> yes. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> because I'm because so he, disturbed right now. Well, because he has like the, but but that's that's ex I know it's a disturbing analogy. Not a, not about Mike Lindell, about the fact that you think there are two parties. Well, no, 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 no. But I'm saying that like the Democrats are at least 
I mean, uniparty, obviously it's uniparty, but that's the disturbing part. But exactly. Like when people talk about reforming the Republican Party, like, oh, we're going to reform bullshit. We're going to we're going to get rid of the Republican Party and we should get rid of all parties, period. But, you know, the only person that I would trust to to lead any sort of like organization like that would be a guy like Lindell because he's we so have, that's the problem. Honest. That's a problem. I think right there. Trust. Well, OK. Yeah. Because yeah. what we do is we trust these people to then look after and protect our rights. And over time, that trust, right, gets lost. It gets diluted. It gets it gets mm -hmm. whitewashed into power. And so we need a new system. Like we should just fundamentally talk about government, right? Like exactly. why are we why do we keep trusting these people, these god kings, right? And so if we if we compare our system to a proof of stake, we live in a stakeholder system to where only the stakeholders, right, they control the levers of power on their own ledger, right? Literally their own ledger. And if we have a new system that the power resides with the people and that the decentralization of power happens not by what your status is, it, it, it's determined by your proof of work, right, your actual contributions, then that's a system where everybody gets treated equally just um, based on, like, you know, just the way the world works, like natural law. And mm -hmm. our system is fundamentally like kind of past its time. And I think I think that's a hard pill for some like Republicans or MAGA to understand is that like, I think we're in this post-constitutional republic to where like our constitution like gave us a framework, but we need something different. Like it's not going to, it's not going to hold over the next hundred years. It's not. I, I, I completely disagree. Yeah, I think that the principle, the, the principles that. are sound. And I don't, I don't, I think that, that, Bitcoin is incredible. I think that the parallel system that's being built, like like Ghost was saying, is important. But our constitution is not just a structure of government; it's the enshrinement of principles of liberty. Okay. So, so let's take that, Ash. Let's take let's take the framework of our constitution. Okay, what is it now? It's a piece of paper where we take politicians and we tell them to defend this piece of paper. Okay, what if we could encase a rule set, a rule of law? behind computer code that nobody could change. Say if you could take a constitution, encode it in a wall of energy behind C++, and then nobody could change it. Like legislatures, you can't really change the rules of law in this system because of the way it's 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 um, it's been built, right? It's built on this consensus mechanism to where a small group of people, 435 people, cannot affect the lives of 300 million, okay? Um, and so I think that's where you have to think about systems and structures and architects of what a power back to the people actually means. Mm -hmm. But Damn. that still all goes back to mindset, though. It's like we have to change every everyone's mindset has to be transformed because the framework. I mean, you can talk about framework and all that all day and we could create a perfect system and a perfect framework, which we're never going to do. But um that means nothing if the people living under the framework don't adopt the mindset to enforce what the framework represents. If we just, like you said, just trust somebody else to do it for us. No. And that's why I like Mike Lindell because he talks openly talks about being a crackhead. He openly talks about, he's openly honest about all these difficult things he's been through and how he's seen all that stuff where every other person they're talking about potentially like stepping in and, and becoming whatever Ronnie McDaniel, which I, again, I hate the RNC more than I hate the DNC. And I always will. Um, I, 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 I'm never going to trust any of these people. I'm never going to trust any of them. Not one I also, yeah. I mean, I, I like Mike Lindell and everything he's tried to do for this country. And obviously he's a sponsor. 
Yeah. I also think he's been quite naive with some of the stuff he's done. Some yeah. of the people he surrounded himself with and have like gotten intimately involved in his businesses. Um, that's fair. That's a fair I, I think that's a, um, a consequence of being a, a nice guy, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I, I think we should abolish the RNC. I think it's wholly unnecessary. Um, but Wait. back, back well, to the point, um, to G, to your point, the, 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 in, in principle and theory, I agree with you. But we're at a moment in time with a specific technology and what you're talking about at a macro level is trading our enshrined principles of Liberty for a technology enabled solution. And you're having technology lead in an area where to me, the principles are so much more important for us to protect. I don't disagree with the technology or the direction it's going. I think it's very naive to think that it's at its peak of, of development and understanding and that the, you know, why can't it be both? Why can't we it, have like it can be both, but the principles uh the, the Bill of Rights. Like I'm a single issue voter and the, that it, that that issue is the Bill of Rights. We're every single one of them is under attack right now. And so I think that looking at hey, you know it was great, it served a period of time, but we need to move on and look at something different and that's a technology I think is a very naive way to move forward at this time. Now I've, you and I have talked before in post-revolutionary America. I think a lot of your ideas have, have great, great merit, but with where we are right now, every step of this is going to be weaponized by the people who are trying to keep us enslaved. Well, I think that, uh, that I, I like that too, because I think, uh, using blockchain and, and stuff of that nature, really when we're reconstructing things, definitely you're going to have a place as well. But I think your argument goes the same for the RNC. Like I get that people are really frustrated with the GOP and the RNC and like, and Gordon, I get what you're saying. You hate them more, but like, if you just work to destroy the RNC right now, the DNC will just take over the world. Like right now it's still, it's still a push, but it's like, there are good people in there. That's why Donald Trump ran as a Republican in 2016. If he ran as the third party, we would have had four years of Hillary Clinton. No, and I'm not saying to, do, to, to, to take on the GOP. I'm saying the macro level RNC centralized structure that spends 70 fucking thousand dollars on flowers. Unnecessary. I hear you. I hear you. They're all corrupt and they're very much infiltrated. But to just attack the Republican Party... There, first of all, there are good people in there. Second of all, those are oh, the no. ideologies. Like at least what they pretend to be about, absolutely aligned with what I'm about. Why I don't want to just destroy the Republican. I feel like we live in a republic. They want lesser government and all, all these ideologies where the 99% can't take the rights away from the 1%. I think I want to get back to that and re kind of take it over the way they took took it over in the first place. Because one, there are still good people in there. People like Donald Trump have proven that we can go in and use their vehicle. They have a massive vehicle right now. That is the second half of the two-party system, which I, I understand all the things you guys are saying about that as well. But we need to use that and magnify it and make America America first it. And it would just be so silly, I think, to just completely destroy that in the middle of a war where we're kind of using it as, as a a massive weapon right now. I think a lot of people get lost in things that need to take place 
later on. Like they're thinking yeah. more end game solutions after we've we've gotten past whatever hurdle it is to get Trump back. However, that works. Like the the RNC does need to be relooked at. But you're right, we we can't do it right now. Eight months from a from an election. Yeah. Uh, same thing with like the money, the monetary system. I agree, it needs to be fixed and maybe even replaced altogether. Totally on board with that. But I don't think it can happen until afterwards. Like there, there's there's things that need to take place before we can get to some of those solutions. Question though, yeah. is there ever like I mean, like when I look at the RNC and the DNC, I just see like deep, deep, dark, scary looking caves where like you don't even we don't even understand how deep it is. We don't understand how many things live in there. How are we ever going to trust that thing? Like like Trump wins. He comes into office. He comes into power. He arrests everyone like like celebration, whatever. How are we ever like and then he leaves office eventually and rides off in the sunset and retires and we're left with the RNC. How are we ever going to trust that thing again? I I, I just. Like, because a big part of this, a big part of this is the social contract between government and people. And so, like, we, the people have to have full faith and trust in the system. And I just don't know how, how after all the abuse that we've endured from this, this thing. Um, and, and, and look, we talked about this before, like the FBI and like reforming the FBI, renaming it isn't like reforming it. I mean, there's two different things. You can reform the whole thing and just keep calling it the FBI as long as we are are sure that whatever it was before is no longer that thing. Um, I just don't know how without cleaning out every single person down to the last janitor and intern, how do you, how do you, how are you sure that the cancer is gone? How, how do you do that? This, You'll never it's a, fully. Yeah. Okay, yeah it's, what? A system, it's a system that has you to make, be changed. You make the system the that keep... of their government worthless. So they are not able to have the power that they have. Okay. What were you going to say? Right. No. Yeah. I mean, essentially, yes. Like you have to stop rewarding people for being public servants in a way like that's that's the job. That's the job description. That's the reward is that you get to go in and make policies that you then have to live under after that. And so when you have career politicians and you have um, people in positions of power that are creating laws that are hurting the people and only working for the certain elite people that are in those positions, then um, it's the system. It doesn't matter if you get a corrupt person into a position where they don't really have that much power. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. the power. And also the inverse of that is that sometimes you get good people into those positions who get used to living off of a cushy lifestyle of being a politician and they start doing bad things or doing things that that they shouldn't be doing so you have to strip all of the all of these positions of the perks so that, and hey, would I you think corporation would you say it's a corporation not under the theory of 1871 or whatever <laughs> i'm not getting into no that. but just in general would you say like we we're like basically like a court like america is like this corporation to some degree Bu bureaucracy uh, i need you to clarify that because i'm not going to answer be more specific like not in the legal sense just like in general like you know the people that represent us in congress are kind of like these corporate like employees to some degree of the united states government okay and if you take uh, a, you know I don't know. Call, call it a bureaucracy. I think it's an easier. That uh, I could get on. I, I, I kind of call it a corporation because if 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 banks control governments and then governments control people, the people that work for the corporation, the U.S. government, okay, get paid 
right, in a currency that they can just print infinitely. Okay, so if you remove their ability to pay these people, like, are you going to show up for work if they can't if they pay you in something that's not worth anything? Nope, probably not. So if you Nobody if you want to literally drain the swamp, you remove their ability to provide that currency to pay these people with, and then they they can't pay the people, and then they all go home and find something else to do. But if you're getting paid in that and you're in control of that, are you going to switch off of that system that you get paid in and control? Right. So you're never going to like fix that system because they're see. paid directly by the corporate fund, right? They're paid directly by the Federal Reserve. So in order to switch that, in order to get them off of that system and not get paid by that, you have to get them out of there and get people in there who are willing to switch the system. And even the RNC, who votes for the RNC? It's three representatives from each state. And it's usually like the party chair and some other people. And how are those people like? Like every one of these people get elected at some point along the way and they go on to elect other people for these positions of power within these committees. It all comes back to the elections. It's a republic, yeah. Everything. Now we're getting somewhere though, because now we're talking about what Pip talks about, which is incentive structures. Yes, right. Exactly. That's, that's the whole thing. And, and Burning Bright and Chris were talking about this the other night, like he about how Hollywood creates the, these shitty movies, not because there's one person like making those decisions, but because the incentive structure, the system has been developed where people are responding to incentive, and the incentive produces woke bullshit. So if we create the incentive structure, recreate the incentive structure to scare the shit out of every person in politics, that if I break the law, if I engage in treason, if I engage in corruption, they are going to string me up by my toes. Then you will end corruption. If they are terrified of us, like as like terrified of the people um, mm. and, and, and too scared to ever like, holy shit, did you see what they did to those guys? Did you see what they did to, you know, the deep state? We can't. Dude, I'm not doing that. It's not worth it. Like that's we got to get to that point where, and I'm not talking about vigilantes. I'm talking about rule of law. I'm talking about prosecution. I'm talking about due process. But we but have to, to actually make it happen. And back right. to what we were talking about last night, where we're talking about the elections. If yeah. we lose the dominant reserve currency of the world, and all of a sudden America goes into hyperinflation. What is that? How does that incentivize or change our structure? Like, are we going to be able to like send $95 billion over to Ukraine? And they're like, that's like only like a, a billion dollars. You know, I mean, like maybe the accounting gets totally thrown off to where they don't even want our money anymore. Exactly. And then if we don't have the ability to like affect things because they don't want our money, then we have no effect on it. Right. In some sense of the word. I don't know. Things to consider, at least. Well, that is kind of where data can enter the the equation because one of the things that I think is um, missed by a lot of people is what the data economy looks like and the buying and selling of data. Um, Abs and Stormy were talking tonight about uh, Internet Bill of Rights, and I mean, I think I think we need data ownership. I've thought this for many years because our data is an extension of ourselves, and it's it is a it is a it is a form of currency. They say that data is the new oil, and when we're talking about corporations and um, you know powerful entities, powerful people, there are currencies that aren't fiat dollars or Bitcoin that also um, have quite a quite an impact on civil liberties that most people don't understand. So we don't talk nearly enough about. Yeah, clicks online is a currency. Please no. What do you mean? Let us not do that. Do what? Clicks Airbnb online with currency. Oh my God, not yeah. 
well, I'm saying it is, on, this is where the conversation is going to go currently. <laughs> I know I should have known better. Should have known. Should have known. Should have known. known. You have a you have a unique ability to no matter what we're talking about somehow. Well, bring I it like back. to look at the architects of the system. You know, like we live in a system to where you're not going to change it by just putting new people in. Like you, you're plugging people into a corrupt system. The whole system has to be revamped, but it can't be. It's not going to be revamped by the people inside of the people we elect. Trump did what he could, but the people have to remove the current system that we have like together. It has to be a movement of the people, right? Whatever. I agree. That is. But where do you think we went wrong, G? Like, where do you think us as the United States of America went wrong? We should have invented Bitcoin back in 1913. No, like, well, I mean, really like, I'm assuming I know the answer to this. Well, maybe not. Like, is it the banking system? Like, were we like, fine until 1913? Right. Okay. It's literally the creation of the Federal Reserve. I mean, it's what it's what Andrew Jackson. OK, um, by the way, he is the president that Trump put in the Oval Office three days when he within three days of, of being appointed. Um, and Andrew Jackson's claim to fame was literally defeating the central bankers. He defeated the second national bank of the United States. Um, and so absolutely. Thomas Jefferson talked about it. Right. And he talked about how, um, you know, banks are, are, are more a threat to liberties than standing armies. And so if you can control the money, you can control the entire world. And that's why I think this is such a big part of it, because it is not just a currency. It's literally a rule of law. It's literally a, a way we can vote. It's literally all these different things if we can apply it in the correct measures, which it's already been done. And now it's got this whole huge power vacuum behind it to where you can't take the network down. The network's there. Um, I don't know. Nobody's that's arguing with that. Such a good question, Kate, about where did it all go wrong? The American Revolution never ended. Um, Cornwallis, when he surrendered at Yorktown, the East India Company plugged him in as the governor of India. At the Boston Tea Party, the tea they were throwing in the Boston Harbor, that was East India Company tea. We were, we were revolting against the East India Company in Britain. Um, the War of 1812 was the sequel to the American Revolution. And the reason it happened was because the Federalist Party, which was created by the Banks of London to take over the American government, they lost the election of 1800. Thomas Jefferson defeated John Adams in a huge upset. It almost started a civil war. It was like 2016 times 10. Um, and then James Madison, uh, who had written the uh, who had joined up with the Federalists, defected from the Federalist Party, joined Jefferson's cabinet, and then ran in 1808, won um, as a Democrat-Republican. And that was when London said, all right, enough's enough. We're going to invade and burn down D.C. And they did in, in 1812. And then after we defeated the British in 1815 and drove them off, the Federalist Party was abolished because they were all traitors, um, or at least were backed by traitors, and uh, uh, began the era of good feelings where we didn't have any um for 10 years we didn't have any political parties in america and everyone got along like you know for the most part we didn't we didn't deal with all the the bullshit from political parties and then the banks came back and started trying to in install their central banking system and andrew jackson came in and uh and had to slap him down again and then that worked and then we went into the civil war and then we went into 1913. so we have been fighting the exact same battle since 1776 and it all comes back to banking it all comes back to finance it all comes back to money to g money's point yeah the, the war of 1812 they feel was in response to them getting rid of the first bank first national bank of america and mm -hmm. results he took that centralized bank and they had lots of uh foreign investors 
who Mm -hmm. lost a lot of money and then all of a sudden didn't have a stake in America's financial system anymore. And all of a sudden a war got levied on and we had to borrow a lot of money for the war of 1812. And it kind of, we almost were forced to make the second national bank of America in 1860. And because of that, because of all the money we borrowed for the war of 1812 and it kind of, worked a lot of people feel like that was the whole purpose of the war of 1812 but central bank about it they never talk about the war of 1812 yeah they never talk about it i want to hear kate's response so like what where do you think we went wrong kate and how do you how do you envision like this new future i guess after you know maybe trump comes back or whatever like what what is your envision of like that new society that new america first society I mean, specifically doing with currency, my only draw, my only hang up on Bitcoin is that is the technology of it and that I don't feel I don't feel ready for it myself. And so I know that I'm not alone in that. I mean, I think kind of all the pieces that we've already discussed, I think it's going to take a shift in the mindset of the people that even if we got handed a perfect system tomorrow, we would F it up because if we're not ready to I mean, we got in this position in the first place somehow, right? We did start off with a very fundamental, um, I think, perfect system. Our our constitution and the way that our country was built was literally built on rights that were given to us by God that can't be taken away, and that's it. And where it went wrong, in my opinion, is also with banking and with um, with too much power in government, um, which also circles back to what Brad was saying about. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to, well, I mean, I don't know about the RNC, but I will speak to, it's kind of what I was saying with, um, with, with just because both sides are corrupt and we have corrupt politicians on both sides does not mean that both ideologies are equal. I think we do have a, a good ideology um, with a republic and I think that um, everything else was basically just some kind of avenue to socialism and communism. And that's and that's basically it. So I think we have a good system. We need to, um, you know, we need people to wake up. We need less power in government. And uh, I don't know, vote for me. For <laughs> right, but like over time, we'll get you guys vending machines that have I don't know Doritos and Gatorade. Do you guys oh, think there's ever? Do you guys think there's ever been an election ever in history where it wasn't fraudulent in some ways? No, like they've been stealing elections ever since they've existed. Yeah, it's paper. You can you can just keep printing it like money. You can keep printing ballots. That's why you can't really vote yeah, your way out of it. Yeah, gangs in New York. Yeah, Tammany Hall. I was gonna. I was gonna say. You know, mm-hmm. it. It is. Um, there's nothing new under the sun. Speaking back to where we went wrong. I. I you know. I, I. I understand. That's. Um. A really good. A really good point. I do more recent. From a. Moral. Where did we go wrong? Standpoint. I think that time that we brought a bunch of Nazi scientists here and um, had them yeah, that was a, do that a was bunch a... of work. I think that was kind of a. We like became the Nazis after World War II. It's so fascinating. Or were we? Or were we the U.S. government, the Nazis all along? Yes. Well, yeah. I I kind of. But it all started right. It started. Just read the New York Times at the time. When we literally started the Fed, and then we started the IRS, and then what happened? Like a year later, like World War One broke out. Like not even a year before the central banks got in power, they 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 did a false flag, got us into a war. Then what happens in 1929? You get the depression and then you get 
FDR with all these new programs. And then they literally freeze the number of congressmen that are able to represent us in like what, 1933 or 19, like right after the depression. 33 is the, the, uh, the bankers plot, right? The business plot. Yeah. They freeze the senators, they freeze the congressmen. So our democracy, our power has been diluted for at least almost a hundred years now. Then in 44, right, we go into World War II, whatever. They reset the financial system again. They, they take away the gold in 33. 71, right, we go petrodollar. Saudi Arabia agrees to, to this agreement to only take dollars for oil. And now we're on full fiats. And, and so they're just like extending the system over and over because they can't continue it. But we have short memories, right? Like we forget how it all keeps going. But it's like this is 100 years of literal tyranny. And it all stems from the creation of energy out of nothing. It creates of alchemy of the Babylonian money magic makers. That's really, I mean, if you boil it down. But um, well, Gee, did, you, did you see McGregor tweeted about 1973 earlier? No, I didn't. Oh, I did. Yeah. Did you, you see the Air Force thing too with Saudi Arabia yeah. in the 135? <laughs> really? I did not see that. But I, I think McGregor may have watched Rugpool last night. I think there's some interesting people watching <laughs> Rugpool. Let's put it that way. Man. I just, yeah, dude. I don't know, when it comes to the money system, G, like, the founders, the, the principles of it, it, it shouldn't rely on technology, I don't think, necessarily. It, you know, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, all, I'm all for ideas. If if you guys, like, I have Monte Carlo this thing. What, what else is there? <laughs> Please. I, 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 I don't like, hey, man, I'm fully on board with Bitcoin. Start using that. Fully on board. But it's, I just it's don't, not even like I don't think that's the I don't think that's the answer to fix the problem problems we have. I don't think it can be. It's not gonna, every it's not every single problem in a short term. It's not going to fix everything in a short term. I agree. It's going to take a long time. Like you and Kate and Ash have said. Like I, I'm kind of like 30 years ahead in some sense, but I'm trying to formulate your minds to Literally. like maybe like, detach from like what we've been in, like the system we're in, to like think of. If we could recreate the system, because everything is abstract, the creation of our current structure is abstract. People wrote it down on paper, they put it into law and then made it real. And if you, we can abstract a new system that gives power directly to the people, right, Dude. and remove it. <laughs> where I think, I... where I get lost. Go ahead, Kate. No, no, you go first. I was just going to say where, like, it almost reminds me of, like, when I went and was car shopping. And like this guy really wanted to sell me this one vehicle and no matter what vehicle i went to or like what reason i wanted a different vehicle the guy always brought me back to the one more expensive vehicle you know it's like that's all he he wanted to sell me that because you know for whatever reason but that, that's how i feel like when when you can bring every conversation back to bitcoin it it it, it makes me wonder like there's got to there, that there's no way this is that perfect and maybe it really is that perfect but I there there's I don't think there's anything in existence that is the solution to every problem in existence, and I think we got to stop treating Bitcoin like that, and maybe I got to stop treating elections like that. I I don't know, man. Like incentives matter, like 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 Gordon was saying, right? Incentives matter, and um, if we can base our decisions on incentives and correct that up front, like let's just talk about incentives. I don't think um, we. I don't. I don't. I, I don't like to base decisions on incentives. I'm more so like basing things on what's right, I would say. I don't know. Kate, Kate what what did you want to say? Well, what I'm going to say is kind of goofy, but um, that's not going to stop me. And I mean it in that 
we're focusing on waking up, right? And we're focusing on um, everybody's got a different avenue to towards that truth. Like, look at us, look at us all here. Um, we all come at it from different areas, but all of these paths kind of lead lead to the cent uh, center. And I think that's what G is saying with Bitcoin. It's kind of like it. They there are tentacles in all of it. It all affects it all. But I think every single bit of it does. But the one thing that I would say is that as we're waking up, like the one, the only thing that it would perfectly change everything is for people to get enough discernment back that we can't be lied to. Like think about what if we all woke up tomorrow, we had mental telepathy, we could read each other's minds, we could feel each other's feelings. People could no longer lie to you. That's where the problem is. You get any kind of system in place, it's going to get corrupted. You get anything with a certain amount of power and influence, it's going to be corrupted. The only way around that is for people to be immune to corruption. And how do you do that? The only way is for people to have better discernment. And so um, that's why I think that the, you know, the Great Awakening isn't just about like, Oh, you know, I have the answers now, or I'm suddenly, I'm now I'm answering the right, or I'm asking the right questions. Finally, it really is about us flexing these muscles, learning how to use our other two brains, the heart and the gut, to get better discernment. Use all of this information, all of this, all of these data points are all teaching us and guiding us to get back to um, you, learning better discernment because that is actually where we went wrong is that we got too comfortable, we turned off our discernment, we got lazy, and we ex we did ev we let everybody else do our thinking for us. The thing that scares me about that, though, Kate, it, like you are spot on. I just you don't want honestly, me reading your mind. Yeah, you, what was that? You don't want to get in here. <laughs> Sick thoughts. No, I, I, if we are going to wait for people to have better discernment, we're, we got thousands of years left. Well, we don't wait for I that. We don't wait for any basis. of it. We don't Play wait the for it. Play the we clip. Don't, just like, yeah, just like we're not waiting for our for perfect elections. We know they're fraudulent. We're still doing everything we can. We're still going to vote. We're still waking people up. We're not waiting for any of it. I'm just saying what's ultimately the 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 key is that. And so yeah, I think we've been working towards that too, right? I mean, that's what the hyper red pilling has been over the years. It's just taking a lot of people on specifically the liberal side, but also on our own side who have just, like you said, got very comfortable and just kind of went with the comfortabilities of life and stopped uh, discerning. And we've been shaking them awake and being like, hey, look at the Gulf of Tonkin. Hey, look at the UN. Hey, look at this. And look at all these different things. Or, and kind of making them start to question the system and red pilling them or like you're saying just the great awakening in general and that's why i think everything's predicated on that everything on earth that we want to do is predicated on waking up the people who don't even think that it's possible that they could be being lied to by the media being being lied to by their politicians or that that all these big government overreach programs don't have their best interests at hand. I, I think uh, br cracking that dam changes everything. And then, like you said, that is uh, just kind of that that changes everything and and allows you to then go forward with new ideas or to kind of revamp things or to swamp the vote and get good people in to try and elicit the things that, that we all want to do. And maybe I, we also just need to embrace the fact that there's 
maybe this is, we're never going to have a utopia here. And maybe that's the point. And so even if we could daydream all day about getting a perfect system in place and whatever, um, if we look back in history, we can see everything is cyclical and, and, and nothing lasts. And for times people do have utopias and then they all come crashing down. And so to be comfortable with the process of it and, and be kind of patient, yes, it could take a thousand. I don't think so. I think we're very close to seeing some big changes and being very close to um, wonderful things. But this earth is always going to be a place of um, struggle and yeah. hardship. Yeah, well, I agree with you. And Brad, I love what you said there. The, the problem I see is people who do wake up and start questioning their government and stuff, they they don't like they don't just like come over and like okay now i'm going to start questioning things it's like okay now i know i have to question my government so i'm going to go over here and believe everything i hear from people on twitter who say anything ever and it's like it's, they give up they one, brain uh, off master on one side. for another mm -hmm. yeah they turn their they turn their brain on from the left only to come over here and turn their brain right back off again to what she'll say on the right and so i, I feel like there's a level of Problem. whatever it is that's going to get us through this and this is what i and g you're going to hate me for this for saying no, this. i love it but I, but I think there's going to have to be a transitionary period which i believe is going to be trump's presidency and it's going to require a lot of hand holding like people are going to people are sheep like it just is what it is people are kind of sheep and yeah. it, we, we've been led to slaughter and trump is trying to prevent that now and i think he's going to have to lead the sheep down the right uh, direct us down the right path in a lot of ways maybe we can help will. dictate what that path is i think you will absolutely and kate, well, kate brings up, sheep, don't lose hope on anyone kate brings up a great point though because she's like we have to use discernment we have to find truth okay so let's take that like question like how do we generate how do we like create a truth machine that only spits out truth constantly okay because if we had one of those then what we would have alongside it is we would see how crazy and how much bullshit is coming out of our current system which is all disinformation right because money itself is information okay and our ruler as humans has been distorted because we don't know the value of things because people take advantage of that right they've enslaved us through the creation of this money system but if we had a truth machine an incorruptible ledger that only like bitcoin itself is not worth anything right? It's people that assigned value to it because they saw value in truth being shared back and forth that nothing could corrupt it. You can't corrupt the, it's an incorruptible ledger. It's an Excel spreadsheet that nobody can fuck with. America's military can't fuck with it. Russia's military can't fuck with it. China can't fuck with it. So if you imagine this ledger that just spits out truth every 10 minutes, that's audited by millions of people all across the globe, and if something is wrong, the transaction, the truth gets kicked out. It's not truth anymore, right? Because it's not part of this ledger. Then you can look at and say, okay, well, Bitcoin is just, a, it's just an information system and it just spits out truth. Cool. And we should, we should establish people... a new information system then. You just, it's well, not about Bitcoin. Well, but then you see the, the volatility in the fiat price. That's the disinformation. We're looking in the wrong lens, I think, because if we look at this truth machine, it's, it's just mining its own business, right? Literally more people are connecting to it. But then you look at the fiat price, you're like, holy shit, why is it doing these crazy things? Well, it's because our system is so fucked up and we're so far away from the truth that it's this truth machine that doesn't do anything, but just literally spit out ones and zeros is like making this other system go absolutely haywire. And that's G what I think we need to compare. Gee, I, your challenge the rest of the show 
is to <laughs> not bring something back to a ledger or Bitcoin. Okay, should I just leave or should I bounce out? Nope, nope. You are here no, for the rest of the show. I want to know your if challenge. we should call it the Ministry of to, of Truth. This this entity that just pumps out all the truth for the people to consume. What should we call that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, if or, if uh, G Money ever gets in office, just buy stock in sodium pentothal. That's for sure. What is that? They need more I don't like the silver bullet idea because I think it makes us complacent. Like, I don't think we're going to be able to fix our like elections and then go back to not paying attention to our elections. Yeah. Right. We've, we, no, we've we got can't. there's the, the silver bullet idea that we're not at a point in time with the awakening of the people where there's a there's a an answer that a is gonna you know meet everybody's um, intellectual needs for where they are as they're catching up to this. I like um, what you were saying about Trump's presidency and that being a period of time with handholding because we're definitely still in a period of time where people need their hands held. Like, but the people are retarded. Like that, <laughs> exactly like that. Okay, how about um, this? How about this we talk kind of, about yeah. how about we talk about how do we opt out of a corrupt system? Okay, let's just forget Bitcoin, right? Like if we're in <laughs> old tyranny, no, but like honestly, like what are ways as us as citizens <laughs> can make it harder for them to govern us? How do we make ourselves ungovernable? Like, okay, let's, but what, let's, as much what, off grid as you can. What is your what is your water. answer to that question? I'm, no, I'm, I'm I'm posing it for everybody. I've got my own views, right? But like, what is your view? on how you can stick it to Joe Biden or how you can stick it to this tyrannical administration in a way that is somewhat peaceful, right? You're not going out and killing people. But gee, what is your, what is your motives to answer? Your, your motives is to bring this back to Bitcoin. No, it's not. I'm not, I'm not, I swear I'm not, John, I'm, I'm honestly not right now. I'm yeah. not, I, I'm yeah. asking a question of if we're fed up, right? I think most of the bad, this is the emperor that, has no clothes. That, that's what you're posing. The emperor, yeah, has, the no emperor has no that's clothes. Posing. So yes. what can we do that's peaceful to irritate and upset and like move out of his, like move out of, or at least do things that he um, doesn't have control over, right? Like consent, the power of the government, right? The Declaration of Independence, power mm -hmm. of government comes from consent of the governed. How do we non-consent anymore? Like what are ways we can act as individuals to no longer consent to what's happening? No, I'm, I'm, the, I'm asking a question. The easiest I, thing, like, no, I have a real answer to that. I think the easiest thing, there are two things that, that control the world is energy and food. We, we use energy for everything around us, and you need to eat to live. I think if you can find ways to grow your own food and produce your own energy, you massively reduce the, the idea of the power that they have to hurt you. Is Bitcoin edible? No, look, I mean, the, the chat is on signal because the chat, all of them are saying stop paying your taxes, and that is 100% on signal. This country not is founded on a tax rule. Not sanctioned. Yeah, we're not, we're not advocating for that. There, <laughs> in a system where there are real consequences for not doing that, it, I you have to change okay. the system before you... I don't know. I don't think that's so, it. So pointing out that the emperor doesn't have any clothes. That's the Thank answer. Yes, pointing out that he doesn't have any clothes and, and pointing at him and laughing at him and getting everyone else to laugh at him because then he's no longer emperor. doesn't matter what where he lives. He lives in the palace. He has all of the money, whatever. But if everyone says you're no longer emperor because we don't respect you, we don't believe in you anymore, you're no longer God. If you, if everyone stops believing in God, God doesn't exist anymore, theoretically. That is that is how 
the the human mind works. So, you know, and of course, I'm not equating the American government or Joe Biden or any of this to, to God. But I'm just saying if people stop believing in it, then it's, it doesn't exist. And we have to condition people to adopt that. Now, I'm not saying don't like stop believing in American government. I'm saying stop believing in these idols, the, the idol tree. We have to end the idol tree. You end the idol tree by mocking it ruthlessly. So it well, can no that's what I feel like we do that on Badlands. So what, what I think we're all saying here is essentially the, the, the American system is built on the consent of the governed, right? And when yeah. you have a system where they don't abide by that, even though we think we do, the biggest way to break free from that is to expose to everybody that you no longer have the consent of the governed, right? But and this is why I keep consenting. saying that, what? If you're still consenting though, right? Like what is, what is our biggest relationship with the federal government? Like, let's just be honest. Let me guess what? our monetary system. No, no, I'm not, I'm not even talking. I'm asking you guys, no, guys, Laws I'm, asking you guys for, I'm actually honest. trying to get other, other like options here for me, like, or for everybody. What other ways can people opt out peacefully that is no longer consenting to their system? So I, I think that the, the question is a little bit overly simplistic because you have to talk about what are the trade-offs. You can be uber free, completely off the grid. You don't use their electrical system. You collect your own rainwater. You grow all your own food. What level of comfort are you willing to give up in order to push back on the system? Because we're all consenting to the system by participating in it. And so that I think is the, is the part of this question that where it meets human behavior and practice, how many people, I mean, I, I homeschooled my kids for a long time, but I, it's, it's not for me. I'm not made for it. They did terrible and it wasn't a part of it, but there, that's a way I could be more free. That's a way I could defect from the system and not consent to the system. Instead, I'm a pain in their ass. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, and so it's, what are the, what are the trade-offs? To to because unless you're unless you're just going to bounce entirely and go live in Alaska with Brad. Here's a question: Do you <laughs> do you guys honestly think our system is completely broken, or is it just in a perpetual cycle of of subversion? Because I think the system, as it's designed, can work. I but I just think people are under this illusion that it does work when it doesn't, and so it's constantly being subverted by the same people who have subverted already. They subvert it for themselves repeatedly. And that's where I think it's so many people are fixated on like, we just need to abolish the system and get away from the system instead of trying get instead of trying to get the system back to what it was designed to be, which it never really may have ever actually existed in any way. Well, dude, that's kind of the white pill that came with me with my awakening, where it's like you first started going through the awakening, right? It's all kind of depressing and it, it really like can shock the crap out of you. But then the white pill for me was like, Oh, all this stuff that is broken and sucks is all being done on purpose. So it's not like it was some kind of organic system that's failing and, and sucks. All we have to do is just stop the people who are doing it on purpose and get them out of these positions and work towards uh, getting the right people back in and actual people who understand the system and have good intentions and everything would go back to normal because I, I think the system totally can work too. I, I think what was laid out in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, it is literally a great skeleton to start a, a great republic, which was actually based on the Roman Republic, which worked for a long time too before it became an empire. 
and even after that for a while. But did the Roman Empire end? Well, <laughs> but uh, it, it can work. Like it, it can work, and it's like literally being purposefully subverted, which is good because if it's being purposely subverted, that can be that's something that can be stopped. Especially which around. Especially since in order for them to carry that it out, they need our participation. So they don't they're not these people are not doing anything with their own hands they need yeah. our participation so that is where waking people up becomes paramount you know it's yeah. funny i, I think Amen. of the q drops and like I, I reflect on the q drops and like q really kind of like laid things out that when this system is fixed like it's going to be fixed for good like this is an everlasting legacy that's yeah. not going back into the way we were doing things before. That was my impression anyway. I don't know about you guys. Were you guys kind of under the same yeah. impression? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I always kind of like use that as kind of my guide. Like this wasn't just another four-year election. Q said that. And so if we think about this not being another four-year election, like I don't – now I think we can still use part of the system, right? And we're going to have to use part of the system. But I think it's not going to look remotely – like similar to what we have now in some sense, because we're going to transition to something else because it's going to be this everlasting system. Right. Um, and again, I don't know what that looks like. I'm just saying like, if we think maybe in those terms, what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. What is that? Oh, new, what is that winning forever look like? Because Trump's not going to live forever. Like exactly. who do we see after Trump? That's going to like hold the torch, like Don Jr. Probably not. Like, I mean, honestly, like, Actually, yes. like Don Jr., unironically would vote for Don Jr. But no, I think we're in this like really I know special period of time that we're only getting this really slim chance, like mm -hmm. this really slim chance in our, our history that we can make this change, this switcheroo. But like like Trump's not going to outlive the system, right? Like we need something that lives on, even though Trump may not be around. And what what does that look like? You know, and that's what I always like focus on is like, that everlasting winning, right? That Trump talked about winning and winning and winning. And like, he's not even here, but he's still winning. You know, remember those like elections in the like 2150 or whatever he had? Like he was still winning, but he's probably going to be gone by then. And so, I don't know. I always kind of think in those terms of like everlasting longevity, not just like November every four years. I don't you know, know what? I government just... system is going to be everlasting? Well, what? What just, a... oh, sorry. Go ahead. What'd you say? A no, I, I don't. The, the everlasting system is I'm not I, I'm not a Q person. So this is a new concept to me. It sounds maybe Nisara Jasara E that I've heard in the past. What is what is the everlasting? That's not what he meant. Yeah, no, no. What, what he meant is something that just transcends one person or one generation or one lifetime. That's what that's what Meg is about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and really, when you think about it, because someone in the chat was saying, just because you stop believing in something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That is true if you're talking about a physical object like this hat. But an abstract idea like God or or religion, power. Or like power, power projection, if you stop believing in the power, it's an abstract thing. It has no physical form outside of a human being. If we stop believing in our government today, then the government, whether it's the Virginia government or the American government, becomes a, a real estate portfolio buildings full of meaningless pieces of paper that's all it is so the government is an idea so if people stop believing in this corrupt system and we saw in, in during covid people like were quick to get the jab because they thought if they didn't there were going to be negative consequences right but if people understood in that moment that if they didn't do that 
there were like nothing bad was going to happen if we all stood up and stopped this, then we could have ended it right then and there. But people didn't believe. They believed in the fear. They believed in the things that were being told to them by the emperor not wearing clothes. So we have to to convince them to stop believing in it. And then the, the emperor vanishes. Literally, it's just gone. And then we can start believing in like, think about this. We all re recently met each other very, very recently, but we were able to click and and come together and, and share ideas because we already believed in something that was common. It wasn't the exact same idea, but it was the same theme, you know, right? So that is something very powerful. We have, if every single person in the world or, or in America rather believed in our mindset, not necessarily our exact ideas, but like our America first mindset, this would already be over. So we have to reach that point. And that's what G's talking about. G's talking about changing the mindset of people. So it's everlasting, not, not forever, not infinite, but everlasting. It transcends one lifetime. And, and I, Trump's main, main talk was about restoring power back to the people. It's about restoring sovereignty, right? Yeah, so what G, is sovereignty? Let Kate get a word in. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I was just going to say, so G was saying, what does it look like? And I think I realized kind of as you were talking about that, what one of my fundamental hangups is about Bitcoin just on a, just on a, like a, um, it, and it could be a total bias thing, but when I picture, um, a system like that's working, that's going to be lasting, I, I kind of feel like we're, we're overthinking it and trying to reinvent the wheel in a lot of ways, um, in that, really what we know works already is going back to basics. Like I just did a show this last week that was, have you guys heard of the blue zones? So blue zones, they basically, um, they, they found these certain pockets, uh, these certain regions where people had um, way longer longevity, way, living into their hundreds and with quality of life. And then they also do the blue zones of happiness and they, they go and they find the places in the world where people are that are the happiest, and they all kind of share these um, these certain things, which are um, they're usually an active society that walks a lot or bikes a lot. They don't, you know, they don't really take transit. Um, they are also very close knit with their families. They know their neighbors. You know, they walk to see their neighbors. They're very social people. You know, these kinds of things where it's just basic. It's just basic. And you've got, um, because they know their neighbors and because they're kind of operating in a system where there's trust and, um, you know, you're not thinking of big government, you're not thinking of technology, really like there's a part of us that's fighting that technology. And really when we look around, we have so many different comforts because of technology, but really that's also our biggest problem too. Um, it's an obstacle more than it is uh, something that's that's good. So I feel like that's part of why, like when I look to the future and I think of like Bitcoin and technology or whatever, I think of like dystopian. I think when I when I'm like picturing my perfect riding off into the sunset, it's like what Brad was saying, growing my own food and you know, being self-sustaining and owning some cows and knowing my neighbors and not being concerned with like big government, like we'll take care of my family, I'll take care of my neighbors and kind of working outward that way. And so, and that's, and, and again, I'm not trying to bring this back to Bitcoin. Like I'm trying to honestly ask you guys questions of like, what does that structure look like? Right. If, if we're to get back to basics, like you said, Kate, like 
how do we get there? Right. And so like, obviously you guys know what, what, what my like proposed solution is, but like, that's why I'm actually, I'm interested to what you guys think. I want to know where I'm missing things or what I'm getting wrong. If, if like you guys have this other ideas, because I like to incorporate that with my truth of like, okay, that makes sense to me. And so that's why I'm trying to ask you guys, like what happens after Trump, right? Like, and we're all going to, you know, like Trump's going to overwhelmingly win. All right. I mean, per the people, if we can, if we can keep it right. Um, but like, what is your envision of that? I'd love to hear all of your guys is like, honestly thoughts on it. I, I think it kind of uh, a good thing to go with. This is something that general Quas said at, at guard over on. We was talking about kind of the, the idea of tactics versus logistics and sort of, you know, tactics are kind of in the moment. How do you win that battle? But then logistics is like, how do you keep it? Kind of like how you're talking about. They want to fix this thing permanently. Obviously, the way they were inferring that, they meant, you know, a system that will really have lasting power and be able to go beyond Trump, like you're saying. But you can never totally fix anything permanently. It's always going to be a bit of uh, you you're going to have to actively kind of curate it what you want even after we quote-unquote win we're gonna have to keep it going one of the logistics of uh, setting up a system and i think it's a little bit of everything what everyone's saying here i think it's a little bit of setting up systems getting rid of, rid of the federal reserve and just central banking in general and paying interest on money that we're printing ourselves right and so that's a huge part of it. Uh, like Gordon was saying, I think a huge part of it is educating everyone and waking them up and convincing them that the emperor has no clothes. Uh, the things that, you know, like J John and Ash are talking about uh, with where voting still does matter. And you're going to have to make sure people still do keep a vested interest, even though after we get the right people in that they don't go back to sleep to say, we do have to continue to look in the candidates, continue to vote for the right people, continue to be mm -hmm. vigilant about uh, looking after voter fraud. And then uh, what Kate and, and also what I feel like a lot too is remove ourselves from their system a lot. Obviously you don't want to go full off grid. I mean, that would, kind of just like cut off your nose to spite your face there's lots of really awesome things that society has produced over um just modernizing over the years but if you can say raise chickens which is a really easy thing that you can start for food or just start a garden or a collect rainwater i'm drinking rainwater right now you have to look into it it has to be a good filter system and all that stuff but nice. different things like that or finding ways like with solar power or turbines to produce your own energy once you remove yourself from that too, these are things where you're not so beholden and you're not going to die if they if they create crazy inflation to hurt you, which is they're clearly what they're doing on purpose right now. They want to hurt the public. Well, you can subsidize that a little bit where you're you can survive it. And I think a lot of these things all combined will be the logistics of continuing a a, a freed up society in the future. Yeah, I mean, everything you guys are saying is like spot on. I just, I think it's such a, it's such like an end game type scenario. And especially like the Bitcoin stuff, it, it, I feel like that's an end game. It's, that's an, a product of the end game, whatever we get. There's so many steps in between before we ever get to that. Like the first thing we need to do, as we talked about, is expose what's wrong with our system like red pill people that's what we do on badlands we just we talk about the problems and we we try to reach as many people as we can there's a reason people on our side of the aisle are siloed to rumble and can't get on youtube like right now 
and it was kind of our own fault, but we we streamed the the Tucker Carlson thing last week, and it's a copyright violation, and we can't go on YouTube for how I don't even know how long yet, another week maybe, who knows? But we've been banned on YouTube since the Tucker Carlson thing. It, like we can't reach people because they don't want us waking people up. And I, I used to use the analogy of like a cancer. Our the current system of our government is a cancer. How do how do you remove like you cannot remove a cancer fully unless you expose it fully and so i think th that's where we're like we're in the exposure game a after that like i think it's the the most fundamental form of our constitution as it was written and actually abide by that and not let it be subverted again and the only way to do that is to have some sort of system in place that you can trust for for the elections like it, as as simple of a life as possible with as little government involvement as possible and, and everybody like actually having some sort of self-sovereignty but I don't. We we can't get to any of that unless we get through these hurdles we're facing in these next eight months with this election. Yeah, I would say with to the the question, and I agree with everything that you said. To Most the question do. of post Trump, right? What is what happens after Trump? My hope is that after after Trump's next term, which should not even be in question at this point, um that the federal government matters much less to us and who the president matters much less to us because we have, you know, it says, uh, you know, when, when government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. And it's that time the government has become destructive to Liberty. It has, the, the, it is now, it is now just accepted in common that people will swear that oath of office and then immediately go about starting to violate them, putting in speech codes, trying to engage in disarmament activities, uh, changing civil and, and criminal procedures so that your your fourth, fifth, sixth amendments are violated. It is um, become way too normalized for the government to color way outside of the lines, Wh whatever level of government that is, because they all are abusing their power uh, down to the most local up to the highest level. So that's what I and that that's really what won me over with President Trump, because I thought he was a Democrat. I, I kind of held my nose and voted for him. I was on Team Ben Carson until Ben Carson endorsed Trump. And then I went on Team Trump. But it was his his governing philosophy and his results that won me fully over to his side, because for the first time in my life, a president actually did the things that they said that they campaigned about. They actually tried, attempted to do the things usually they just you know turn around and oh democrats oh republicans whatever it is they make an excuse and they serve the agenda president trump was different and i i, I mean i hope in a post-trump world our children learn his inauguration speech mm, because weird, the, yeah. pr the the principles that pr i i believe his greatest accomplishment and there are loads of accomplishments but I believe that his greatest accomplishment is reigniting the American spirit and reminding us of our birthright, reminding us what it means to be free people and to reclaim those rights. And I think we've made a lot of progress. I think we still have a long way to go. And that's what I would like to see happen um, in the second Trump administration. 
I, I love how you said he actually did the things. I love when people were like, they'll point to one or two things he said and be like, well, he didn't do this. And he said he was going to. Meanwhile, like presidents typically run on like two or three big hot button topics that they want to do and they get in office and do none of them. Trump mentioned like 50 things when he was running and did 35 of them. <laughs> like it's like the most incredible run, I think, in 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 single term presidential history, even up against double term. Yeah. Um, do you guys care if I read through rants? We had a lot of them, and yeah, it's yeah. getting close to my bedtime. Wow. And I'm the one with the power for the stream here. I should have done it on Badlands so you guys could have kept going all night. But hey, Brad, Brad, did you get my Telegram message about the Rumble rant? Somebody left a Rumble rant on Breaking History, and I didn't read it, and I'd like to read it or credit them. I don't know. But we'll talk about it later. Just check Telegram. Uh, yes, I, I did respond to you. Um, okay. I, I, I need think – I don't know if you, I think it'll say that there was a rumble rant for breaking history. I don't know if it'll show what it is though, gotcha. but I'll, I, you know, I'll look. This is how we do it says in an effort to make a devolution for dummies. M E Masterson with table talk news has made a free audio version without adding any BS. What does that mean? I don't know, I don't know if I like it, <laughs> but thank you for the rant. Chickaboom. Hey, John, Ash, and Brian deserve a raise after the hours they put in on air and prep time. They rocked it this week. And what, guys? You control their raise, not me. Give them more Rumble Rants and keep supporting our sponsors on the shows that, that they're on. Keep hitting that like button. Thank Which, you by the way, the hit the like button, everybody. Drama or Dram Mored. Kate Awakening. Slice a medium, large sized red or sweet yellow onion. Put it in a pint jar. Fill jar with raw honey. Cover onion. Airtight lid overnight. Refrigerate one tablespoon two to three times daily helps a lot. I have seen that. I have not tried it, but that's um, I definitely will try that sometime. What is it with the onion? Isn't there like a thing where if you like put onions in your socks, it like does some things? Yeah, it's supposed to draw toxins out of your uh, out of your skin. But what they are, what they just um, outlined is basically like a like a natural um, antibiotic. You can do it certain things. Yeah. But, then you, yeah. but then you probably smell like onions because you have onions in your sock. Well, you would I that? rather smell like an onion or sound like <laughs> Rod Stewart? I don't really you know. Smell like a, sound like a chicken hopping. <laughs> Nobody can really, I don't really interact with that many people in real life. <laughs> what happens if you put Bitcoin in socks overnight? <laughs> I'm not even saying a word. You guys bring it <laughs> and I get blamed for it every time. Well, now I'm just don't talk to him about his code socks. Keep being UG. I know. I, I Hey, I'm fully on board, man. You know that. I just like to make fun of you a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, 1027JS says, thanks for all you do. Thank you, Joe. Melindy, just to plant a seed for Deadwood Gart, Jovan lives somewhere in Montana, so perhaps he could be a special guest like General Klost. I'm, I, I love Jovan. He's so funny. That that video he did, uh, what was it What was it about? He was like, he, he like, it was kind of shilly. Like, what he said, how he how he advertised it. He's like going to expose something. Oh yeah. And then he got everybody there and he's like, basically fuck all you guys. There's no, there, it's not, it didn't happen. I he wish I remember the topic, him. but it was, it was hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> Gave no fucks. Blue eyes 88. Love you guys. Badlands media is the best. No matter what show I put on, the conversation is always intelligent, refreshing and new. Um, um, um. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Abby. G Henry. Fanny Willis is observably a Luciferian narcissist. I think they meant narcissist. Blinded by presumed intellect, wisdom, and authority, 
In the absence of remorse, she is as Lucifer, irredeemable. May she yet accept Jesus as her med. Well said. Well, she did give a speech in a church a couple weeks ago. So maybe she, she did has. not combust. She yeah. she did she was able to cross the threshold as far as I saw. So so what's this I'm hearing? Like, did she wear a dress backwards? Is that no? Wait, um, I didn't actually independently fact check this, but Kyle was in the chat this morning, just human Kyle, and he said that it was the cut. He he actually got kind of into the cut of the dress and where the darts were and that there was the slit was in the back. It just looked like it was on backwards. And then people said that she like mm. came back and her dress was on backwards. It was just not, not real, not real. Yeah. yeah. Kyle is um, into dresses. It's like his passion behind <laughs> F1. I did not have that in my bingo card. Kyle do, doing the dig on the, on the dress on whether it was front or back. Yeah, I kidding, wish the guys. chat saved so we could go back and pull it because he was, he was quite knowledgeable about the dress. I might still have it up. Was that today? I love weaponized autism. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> um, let's where are we at here. Desert Ram 45, here's, a less, here's less than a buck for each of you after Rumble Cut. Make sure to put it in your fanny cash box. <laughs> Thank you. And then Desert Ram 45 again. Ash came on, so now I got to give another buck each. <laughs> Thank you. DAC 8869, when are you going to talk about taint? Yeah, there's a lot of taints. Dude. Yes. I'm not yeah. hearing today. It's subverted it's the chat. The chat the front, taint the wow. yeah. yeah, so taint is actually um, a type of legal work. And so they kept talking about doing taint work for Fanny. It was real, it was rough. Some fanny but, taint work. Yeah. came up with that. Somebody but it is. Um, He's like, we're going to call it a taint. Are Get we it? literally living through idiocracy or was that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, Maybe. Vagina. It's actually a type of legal work meant to prevent privilege leaks, which was kind of ironic because they kept objecting about privilege. But it's I think it's like a heavy redaction type work. You're going through legal documents and, and making mm -hmm. a bunch of changes. That's the type of work that it was. But yes, it's called taint work. So funny. Saltmunter ODA. I ain't saying she a vote rigger, but Fanny only make my lead bigger. It was a funny song. G uh, Garoy, not just taints. It's the smelly taints that we need to discuss. <laughs> I, I'll pass on that. <laughs> Amy Durden, 83. I recently watched Brad's video from 2020 uh, called From Ukraine to the States, A Cautionary Tale. Excellent. Highly recommended. Thank you for all your excellent work shining light on the truth. It's funny because I start that video with a history of Russia and Ukraine because it's like so freaking relevant to the whole story of what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, even at that point was before the war even. But when I was watching the Putin interview, I was like, interesting that he's starting Putin off with watching. that. That's, that's pretty uh, awesome. I took that as a cool sign. Yeah, you should uh, post a link to that video. Yeah. yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. Fred, yeah. Fred Awakening sure. just got off work, so late to the party. I see Ash and thinking someone slipped me acid and I'm seeing a ghost <laughs> at a Grateful Dead concert. <laughs> Ash is our favorite juggalo. <laughs> you are a great juggler and then fred awakening says again oh yeah and mohap good to see you all good to see you too fredo as always What's up, fredo? looking forward to your other 20 rants <laughs> ca pre-gene just subscribed your site is retarded to sign up coming to gart4 looking forward to meeting you in dallas well nice. thanks we love constructive criticism yeah 
B Jerbs, love this new Liberty Den model. It's like hanging out with my smart friends on a Friday night. The more, the merrier. Thanks. Yeah, you guys like this? I like it too. I like yeah, it. Be... Yeah, I've had fun, man. I've had, I just had a really immature thought. I won't share it. But... Let's hear it. No, so I, well, that's the best uh, part. Ju just, I just realized that the, the woman's name's Fanny, and we're talking about the taint testimony. I mean, this is definitely the simulation winking at us. For sure. Isn't that what Ash said earlier? I feel like the, um, he did the shopping in Russia with these <laughs> somebody ranted about a fanny and a taint. And I was like, you know what? This is this whole thing's fake. Oh. The <laughs> salary isn't just about money, it is about perks. <laughs> that wasn't the pro, I, that didn't fit. <laughs> Maybe it's this one I was looking for on a boat. Who knows? It's nebulos. Well, that's <laughs> not really it either. They're all great anyway. Yeah, I, I got another one. I'll save that for the end. Um, Fred Awakening, I don't think JFK would embrace the views of RFK Jr. in a myriad of issues. Jr. seems to be running on name and vac stances alone. Yep. Yeah. Jack and Trump voters and Bitcoin supporters. Sleep State, you should sell Badlands posters in addition to calendars. That is, a, that's Kate, that's next, right? Yep. That's coming. That is next. For the awakening, just FYI, Kate, according to Fanny Willis, you are wearing your shirt backwards. Pretty sure the ghost of Jerry Garcia agrees. <laughs> That's my favorite one of the That's whole night. That's got jokes, man. I love it. Yeah. Friday night, man. I don't yeah. get it, but. Well, later on, Fredo says that there's a debate between the ghost of base Patrick Henry and the ghost of Jerry Garcia, and he picked he picked Ghost's side, which I just that, that's my favorite Garcia, favorite name I've been called tonight is the ghost of Jerry Garcia. Oh, oh, gotcha. I get it. okay. Oh, CJ Hurley, nineteen sixty one, G Money in a bit thong short clip. Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means, but. I might agree. And boom diggity, anyone know why Fanny's dad had to leave South Africa? Also, former Governor Barnes testified today in Fanny case. He mentioned an attorney with the name DeSantis. Anyone know if it's a relative of Ron? I, I don't. It's Jeff DeSantis, though, uh, and he worked in Fanny's office. Um, that governor was crazy. He he should have he should have been in the Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. He was a character from that uh, from that film. Um, oh, very, very kind of slow moving, uh, so just very, very southern part of the trial while that judge was on the stand. And I don't also know one thing that was funny though was when he came in and he was talking about South Africa, somebody in the chat, I don't remember who it was, I'm sorry, but somebody in the chat said, um, did he meet up with Biden and Mandela while he was in South Africa? And then like, Two minutes later, he's like, and that's when I was working with Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no, no. He said, he said, I work, I was working for Nelson Mandela and I was planning on spending the rest of my life. I retired and planned on mm -hmm. spending the rest of my life in South Africa, but for political reasons, I couldn't do that. It was oh, really man. weird. And he said that, and, and that was in re direct relation to him saying he had advanced knowledge of COVID in early 2019. Nuts. When does that trial finish up, by the way? No idea. The hearing from today? Yeah. Or like when does um when are we gonna get like a ruling on any of this? Okay, so it's unclear because they he went and reviewed the stuff in in private in camera um off the record well it's still kind of on the record but it's you know sealed um the the one of the attorneys for the defense asked to suspend their redirect of Mr. Bradley until after the judge has reviewed that. 
Now he said they need to figure out a time to come meet back up for the summations and the end, and then he'll take it all and then he'll go make his ruling. But that's the one thing that's still out, outstanding is whether Mr. Bradley is going to be called back to answer redirect questions. There shouldn't be any more witnesses outside of that. So it's all kind of done, except there's a few procedural things that have to happen. And there may be a redirect of Mr. Bradley again. So are they back I, Mon I don't think Monday or we don't know? No, he said either next Friday or the week after oh, they can find a time. But I think that's for the like closing statements in the hearing. It might be that they do this, you know, one hour, 90 minute redirect thing at some point next week. We don't know. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Salt Muncher, ODA. We're not Republicans. We are MAGA, America first. Yeah. We just happen to be taking over an existing party rather than trying to start a new one. Like Amen. That. Digital Marine, fix the money system. You fix the election system. Money is the root of all evil. J-Man flipped the money tables. J-Man got sold out. Money drives all things, all times, all ways. Thank you for the rumble rant. To say love of money is the root of all evil, not money. There you go. That's right. Love of any money, whether fiat or digital, is Very the root of all evil. By the way, do you know what the counterinsurgency guide talks about? What's that? And you know what it was abbreviated? The counterinsurgency guide. Uh, counterinsurgency guide, abbreviated coin, came out the same month and year as the Bitcoin Genesis block. And the definition of coin is a military civilian effort to defeat and contain insurgency and its root causes. Insurgency is defined as a shadow government per the CIA, per the Department of Homeland Security. It's all sauce, guys. Just saying. Damn, I did not know that. That is dasting. Counterinsurgency. So bit is digital. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Digital I counter... No, God! No, God, please, no, 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 no. <laughs> well played, sir. Damn. Okay, Fred Awakening. When it comes to Ghost of Base Patrick Henry and Ghost of Jerry Garcia, I tend to side with Ghost of Base Patrick Henry. Guess that makes me misogynist. I don't know. Ash has great opinions, but you know, boobs and stuff. Yeah, boobs are yucky. It's terrible. Jerry Garcia making shreds. So I don't know about that. He I'm what? Open to he can shred like guitar. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I mean, are, are boobs really that yucky? That'd be a debate I'm willing to have. <laughs> yeah, it's a debate. Y'all are going to lose Citation that Citation needed. I, I will say that the majority of our chat was very unhappy when the boob cam was gone from the courtroom today, and then the boob cam came back. There was a camera that was like at a really unfortunate angle for Ashley Merchant. And when it came back, the chat was uh, over the moon. So She's the I one with the big boobs, right? The, yeah, yeah, the blonde. Yeah. Okay. Because I know there was some chatter about Fanny's boobs yesterday and She's her poor choice of bras. Fanny. I mean, I'm not a dog, but, and listen, I get it, but I was envisioning her putting her bra on with a ladle. <laughs> it was I mean, not attractive. The same guy who set up that camera was the same guy who came up, came up with the taint testimony. Right. <laughs> what's this guy's what's this legal girl's name people are people in the chat are wondering um ashley merchant okay 
It's uh, Ashley with an L-E-I-G-H. Yeah. Asking for the chat. That's the that's <laughs> Trump's attorney. It is uh, Michael Roman's attorney. Yeah, okay. Roman's attorney. Okay. Um, Digital marine money is the feedstock. It is the fertilizer, the seed, the fruit, and the fart. Remove it through change, and the farts go away. I don't get it, but I don't know if I want to. If you <laughs> remove every yeah, what? It's a, it's definitely a riddle. Digital marine again. Oh shit, G. John knows no fucking law at all. Helmet on for dumb responses. This this guy is the one who's. He's all about the 1871 and he gets a little oh. sauced up and comes on and trolls about the 1870. So anytime I talk shit about the corporation, uh, he gets, yeah, real, gets real pissed off. Is that BB's uh, burner account? Could be BB's burner account. <laughs> but I actually, I have not seen him since uh, Zach and I covered the 1871 stuff on basis conspiracies. Uh, Freight Awakening. People argue about what to invest in gold, silver, Bitcoin, etc. I say invest in copper. I know a few guys from LA that get copper on the cheap. Oakland too. Don't ask where they got it. <laughs> they might get be it from someone's missing basement. some pipes. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, right. Converters. They they steal them from the cars around here all the time. Uh, Papa DB one. Term limits will stifle lobbyists, which I believe will put our voice back in control of belongs. Mm. That is a potential answer. Like the real term limit is actual like election integrity. When politicians start acting a fool, you get them out of there. Mm -hmm. Afraid Awakening, don't have to watch the whole two-minute video, but come on, man, Mohap. And if it's the video I think it is, it's... Um, is Michelle Obama Michael LaVon Robinson? Is that the elephant trunk one? <laughs> is you ever see one? the one where she's coming out of the building and she literally adjusts her hammer? Yeah. Like, oh my god! It'll be a montage of all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I think it might be. Muhammad Ali and Michelle Obama back in person. Oh my god! Oh my god. Yeah, that's Michael and I. He I mean, that's shredded. pretty compelling. He shredded. Who accidentally you posted on this the other right? day? Kate was cracking me up. I oh, forget yeah. you posted something else. The elephant. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, that is a penis. It looks like. Like I heard someone one time push back on that. Uh, it was in the comments of a video, and they were like, "That's just probably a pad. It's her time of the month." And I was like, "If it's your time of the month, I'm not a girl, but I'm pretty sure you wouldn't wear white pants on TV." Or and don't flop around like a gelatinous worm between your legs. Do yeah. pads are sticky, aren't they? What? Aren't pads like sticky? Don't they stick? Yeah, they stick to your underwear. You don't. You don't just have them yeah, like flying around loose in your pants. It was just pants. a comment I got one time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard people say it's her, it's her, uh, the battery pack for her mic. Well, first that of all, she's do. not mic'd because she's dancing. But second of all, if somebody tried to mic me and stick the battery pack in the gusset <laughs> of my underwear, I'd think I'd have a little problem with that. <laughs> There's a Billy Bush like Donald that. Trump joke in there somewhere. How how heavy or thick are tampon strings? No, John. Somewhere between twine and fishing and fishing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she uses like maybe the elites have some sort of like chain chained up tampons. I don't know. How did what we is, get on tampons here? What is Occam's razor? It's a penis. Um, yeah. my biggest issue with that oh, video yeah. is that it's terrible choreography. That that too. 
Well, and who's wearing white linen pants when you got something between your legs to hide? Yeah, it's like maybe shadow is not your friend there. White dark is underwear. Yeah, or something. I think they do it on purpose. Blue pants. You do. You know what? If she was wearing the um, oh, what's what's the underwear called that that's a sponsor? Is oh, it... sheath. Sheath. Oh, if she yeah. was wearing sheath underwear, guys. She yes. never. That that should be a selling point for sheath. If you want to not be exposed as a tranny, wear sheath underwear. This is why you wear sheath <laughs> underwear, everybody. Okay, um, let's move on here. Thank you for that little rabbit trail, Fredo. Weird nothing. Wow. Hey, huge Badlands fan started a new art project for the war effort. Hope you will check it out sometime. Let's check it out right now. Um, looks, looks cool. Let's try it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Video. Oh, it's a video. <laughs> that is the greatest troll in human history. House down. Boots. Slay the boots. House. You can call me a messy bitch. I, I've House. been called worse. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of worried about the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like mean, the style, though, but Santa? Yeah. I don't know, man. Brad, I think you're right, though, about the troll The troll thing. It's like, it's like they sent in AOC and they sent in like Rashid Tlaib and, and uh, whatever name is, Omar, the, the, the brother, br brother, uh, Marrier. Um, and people like didn't get it, they're, and they're like, all right, shit, that, shit, they're not getting it. Send in Fetterman, send in Santos. Like, let's just get this thing over with. Accelerate. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh he run is like video? a gay Jew or something like that. And he's like married Christian. Who? George Santos. Oh, really? I think uh, that's what the uh, one of the things they lies. He says he was like gay and Jewish when he was running. And then people yeah, but, found that he was married to a woman. Or something was also, he used to be like a cross-dressing prostitute or stripper or something <laughs> really? back in the day, so, wasn't he? This is all so fake. I would say expensive dig on it. Out loud, like, funny. Regardless, them Congress kicking a duly elected person, I mean, probably fraudulently, but they had no right doing that. Just saying. Yep, the Resolute 23 Patriot. Fun fact, Andrew Jackson, hard assets, blockchain, digital illusions, wealth, current dilemma, gold has a tungsten problem. Answer, how does a retired general stay in good health? PT, until next time. There's so many riddles tonight. Yeah, a lot of them. Lots of a riddles. Sleep state, where we went wrong. Apart from triggering the revolution, the War of 1812, the British Empire also cooked up NWO stuff like the Confederacy, Communism, and Zionism. Mm. Yep. Uh, Blue7i, Bitcoin scares me because anything with a sphere of digital interaction, as we saw with the Dominion voting machines, is highly susceptible to fraud. At least with gold, you know what you've got. I would encourage you to watch Rugpull Radio, and you will learn that it is not that susceptible to fraud like that. But we are not going to let G Money speak on it right now. <laughs> Amy Durden, 83. Technology is the only reason we are winning the info war, and the only reason Rachel Maddow is being paid to be a complete clown. Your cuter is a blonde, Rachel. She should never cut your hair, babe. She needs some male attention. Is she, oh. is she actually a blonde? 
there's a there's a picture of her if you look it up she, like there's a picture of her clearly like from co uh, college like probably a sorority picture or something she has long blonde hair looks completely different she's wearing pearls she's wearing like pearls yeah i mean yeah i mean she was uh yeah so it's definitely the whole thing's a style she's a style for sure but uh she just needs she just needs a guy to take her out man she just look rachel i have a friend or two that is single and a lot of fun just there is nothing Listen, there's nothing that lesbians love more than <laughs> being told that what they need is just a good man. This is a guy to show her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but have you ever seen a dick? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. You probably just haven't seen one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um where am I at here? Amy. Oh, no, not that. Fred Awakening, not a fan of Bitcoin versus gold, silver, just me. I want to physically possess my money. Internet goes down and you have zero if it's not accessible. Seems like government can control access to that more. Hey, Russia has nukes now. We're on the verge of losing all internet everywhere. Space nukes, man. Space nukes. We've reached the space, the space nukes part of the, of the uh, narrative drop. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Um, murder hornets. <laughs> that was fun. It didn't, did not last very long. Though. We didn't get the closure on the it. Timeline, uh, like yeah. scrolling down Twitter, and every other post for a month was a freaking hornet face this big. <laughs> That's nice. Kate, you did the Durham murder hornet, wasn't that you? No, no, I did the Durham Moon. Gu uh, oh, Gunfag right. did the mur murder oh, hornet. I remember that. That's right. Durham mur murder hornet. Sleep state. What I hate about Bitcoin is that early adopters could buy them dirt cheap, and I can't. Mm. I think a lot of people are with you well, there. Everybody gets Bitcoin at the price they deserve, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. You guys got this down. I don't even know why I'm here. Yeah, that, that telepathy <laughs> thing that Kate was talking about, I think, is happening right now, where G Money is telling Ash what to say. Because yeah. <laughs> that'll always fuck with your head, too. By the way, <laughs> why didn't I deserve it cheaper? Well, maybe because you're a dumbass. <laughs> well, because I was poor and I can't afford to get any. Dude, my brother begged me to get Bitcoin when it was like three hundred dollars, and I literally lectured him in his living room, and he bought six, and I bought zero. I know a couple and, guys who did too. It's like, damn, crazy. <laughs> um, awful. <clears throat> CJ or no, KT Schrant. Nice to see you, hey, Kimberly. My hey. Thursday night, shade of lay, shade of lay. Now on Friday too. Wow, what a show. Thank you. Delay. KT. CJ Hurley, 1961. There are 3,000 Fannie Willis DAs. It starts locally. Mm. Fannie Willis's DAs. Are there that D many DAs? D with Fannie's. There's 3,280 counties, I think, something like that. Oh. There's, it, there's, yeah, it's close to 3,300. That's crazy. Resolute 23 Patriot. Mm -hmm. Fun fact Empress Palpatine is a recovering leftist in need of palpable common sense provided by patriots until next time mm. is he the one that said earlier until next time is that new is that a, like another riddle it's his new that, tagline that's, I like the, that. that's the meme the uh the the he -Man. yeah he or skeletor a skeletor that's right yeah yeah, yeah it's a skeletor yeah death blossom 17 says because with a big smiley face thank you thunder cape what are your thoughts on dustin nemos he seems to think Trump and Q are working together, but they are part of a military operation that is working against the best interests of the United States. I don't even know who Dustin Nemos is. I do. 
he uh, and I don't know. <clears throat> I he he was I don't know. He kind of went off the rails. I think. Okay. Hmm. Sounds like it sounds like there's more to it to it than that. Well, I mean, like I don't know what to say, and I don't want to be impolite. Oh, um, gotcha. Gotcha. But my opinion. I was going to say, in my opinion, anybody who thinks Trump is working against the United States is. Yeah, I think he kind of black pilled and he kind of went that direction. Has he seen a penis? The Abe Theory underscore 21. My favorite fanny ism is from Kyle, just human fanny got her fanny Willis. Nice. I like that. And Kitsko. This is the last one. Those were elephant leg pants because she'd be sporting a trunk. Nice. Kids we go. Go. Well done. Damn. And that was all the rants, everybody. Wow. Man. Thank you guys. Awesome. Man, what a show. You guys have been, this has been fun. Dude, this has been a great conversation, guys. Um, yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. We'll, we'll consider having you back again someday. We'll consider right. it. No, but yeah, we'll Take see you all everybody. tomorrow night. Don't you guys call got... us. We'll call you. <laughs> Raising a nation tomorrow, right? I don't think I'm getting yeah. a call. I got to be honest. No, you'll be back, man. Hey, open invitation. But Ash has to wear that. Yeah, Ash. <laughs> I will not. And I'm going to wear that. Look, I was challenged. Ash is refusing to come on. I can't not come on, but I, I certainly wasn't going to go get like redressed and stuff. I still have my makeup on. It's fine. Ash, you're on the network more than anyone. You're on seven days a week, multiple yeah. times a day, Amen. some days. Yeah, with the live streaming. Yeah, uh, mo what Monday, right? Your uh, the brief, Tuesday the brief, uh, Wednesday the brief, and uh, Badlands Daily. Thursday the brief, Friday the brief, and why we vote. Saturday raising a nation. Sunday culture change. Damn. Wow. Brad's got it damn. She's the hardest worker in showbiz. I need sleep yeah, just thinking are, about that. You are the little Richard. Is, is that little Richard? I think it's little Richard. Yeah. By the way, what's with the boomerangs? I don't I don't see them. You guys have boomerangs over there. Oh yeah, dude. Uh it's Texas Jewels. Texas Texas Jewels gotta send G Money a uh a boomerang. Oh damn, that's pretty sweet. You have to buy them with XRP, so that's why you probably can't. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to ask the authority see if I can borrow some. Oh God, don't say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We're gonna on that note. We're gonna sign off. So, have a good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Raising Nation and Devolution Power Hour. Oh, thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Yeah. I guess. Never buy a fur coat with a credit card until you absolutely have the money to pay for it. <laughs>